Blog Talk Radio. Okay, I only gave y'all the condensed version, you know, 
But let me just say this. I was cute. <laughs> With my little Fashion Nova. You know, I'm a Fashion Nova girl, okay? I love Fashion Nova, right? And so my friends was like, my girlfriend was like, where do you be kidding? I don't understand. Because I look on Fashion Nova, I'm like, because y'all don't know how to dig. You have to dig in Fashion Nova. You can't just look at the the new. I hate to tell y'all my secrets, but you can't just look at the new what's up for new. You got to learn how to dig for Fashion Nova great outfits. Fashion Nova, like they, Fashion Nova has Fashion Nova Lux. And I'm not, and I'm not getting paid for this. I'm just telling y'all, I like it, okay? And so, like I had, you know, I, 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 yeah. So yeah, so I, you know, yeah. So I love, I love. I'm a Fashion Nova girl. So that's that's where the outfits, you know, came from. So we're gonna talk about. I talk about all that my whole weekend and everything a little later on in the show. So much is going on, child. We're gonna have hot topics tonight because, baby. A lot of stuff done happen, all right, out in these streets, okay? So we got to talk about that. Donald Trump indicted again in Georgia. Listen, I, I'm, I'm going to talk about that for a minute later on. I don't think, I'm going to tell you, I, my personal opinion is I don't think Donald Trump ain't going to do nothing. I still think Donald Trump, my personal opinion, it doesn't feel like it right now. If, my, if I was to go by my gut right now and my energy, I would say, and what I'm seeing around me, I would say, <laughs> Donald Trump doesn't have a, is going to not get president because of all the things. Not because of people aren't out there willing to vote. He, he actually, every time they indict him, he actually goes up in the polls, right? And he's ahead of everybody. But I just think they don't want him to be president. And, and the energy surrounding right now feels like, yeah, no. But my person, but what I really think is that my personal thought is that he probably will be, he could be president. And if he becomes president. Oh my God, he gonna come forward. That Gemini, y'all know that Gemini gonna come. That air sign gonna come for y'all. That's a Gemini with that Leo ascendant. Yeah, y'all better hope y'all better y'all better beat him down if you. <laughs> so we gonna talk about that, and we gotta talk about. Child, let me look up here. Let me see what else I got up here for us to talk about. Um, okay. So I have to tell y'all guys about my, I guess my my week so far. Okay, I've been unpacking, trying to unpack, get my stuff together, you know, little stuff. Unpack. Child, I've been listen. I was tired. Your girl was tired Sunday, okay? And I've been like, I've been feel like I've been walking around tired for the longest. Every time I go to Vegas, I'm like, wow, because Vegas is like one of those places that kind of wear you out, right? Good in a good way, right? So, um. I, your girl's been tired, okay? I've just been trying to recuperate. I've been, listen, I've been running around without makeup, <laughs> face clear. I'm like, no, I can't, I can't do nothing. <laughs> right, but I, but, listen, it, it's been, uh, this week, I'm just, oh, God, so far so good. Uh, goodness, what I want to tell y'all. Okay, so, tonight. You know, today, I, last night I was watching uh, one of my favorite dance uh, thing, Aaliyah, the Aaliyah Janelle. I don't know, Aaliyah Janelle. I think I said wrong, her name wrong. But she's like one of my favorite dancers, and they did this Cuff It re- Wetter remix and stuff like that. And I was like, God, I want to I want to do sexy dance. I want to do <laughs> And there's this white lady on uh, Instagram. I, I forget her name. She is so dope. Okay, let me, let me get, I got to get her name for y'all so y'all can look her up. Oh God! Hopefully, I didn't lose her name. Let's see. Uh, her name is Miss Kim Hill, right? She's 
she's like, she's an older lady, and she does dance and everything like that. And I was like, oh, she's dope, you know, and stuff like that. So I was like, I had to start looking for me, because y'all know I've been talking about I wanted, like, you know how I be doing a pole dance. <laughs> Even though I can't dance, I don't want to do it, right? But I've been having this thing, like, I've just been wanting to do it, like, for for fun on the side and take some lessons and stuff. And so tonight I was looking up some places, and I think I found me a place where I can get some dance lessons. So y'all, just be crossing your fingers, like, give me some dance. I want some dance. Or some, you know, I want to do some dances. I just feel like dancing lately. <laughs> I want to dance. I want to do. I want to do. My my goal. One of my goals was to do one. What to to to, to video one sexy dance heel dance. Where will I dance to? You know, because they always have. They have the. You know, the girls. Have, I, I love like jo, uh, Joey Chavez did that with uh, Janelle, Aaliyah Janelle, choreographer of the uh, when we uh, with uh, Tank. And it's so sexy. Oh, my God. The Cuffin' Remix, too. The Cuffin' Weather Remix, sexy. I just love that kind of stuff. Right? I don't know. I don't know, I don't know if it's because my mother used to dance. <laughs> and I got the energy of it. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> but I feel like, you know, I want, I'm like, yeah, that's what I want to add to my arsenal. Because I'm creating, I'm starting to create this. For, for all you girls over 40 and just hitting 40 to 50, 40 to 60, let's say 40 to 60, okay? I'm creating a 50-card 50, 50 arsenal. You know, how I want to, like, I was just, I was talking to my girlfriend about this this weekend. You know, how I want to be an extraordinary 50-year-old and what I got to do. She's like, ooh, I said, it's going to be, it's going to be tough because, I, you know, I put myself in boot camp, but then I was like, I got some stress going on. Some of my life, and then I just kind of went back from it. And I'm, but I'm back, and I'm doing it. <laughs> and I'm like, oh, I got so many boot camps for so many things, not just, you know, physical, but, you know, emotional, mental, spiritual, and everything like that. So I feel like I need to put myself in a boot camp, but I feel like I need to make my myself an extraordinary, uh, <laughs> I don't know, this makes sense. We're all extraordinary, but an extraordinary, different, unique 50 and plus person, right? And my girlfriend was like, trust me, you're, you're, all, you're already <laughs> you're running around the country at Maxwell College. I said, and living Bobby's life, <laughs> right? But no, <clears throat> I'm like something me, you know, when yeah, Maxwell's me, but, but something me, you know, like, like so I'm going to, I'm going to make, I'm going to learn, I'm going to learn, and I'm going to do like, do a dance. I've been thinking I'm gonna do one of those dances. I'm not playing. <laughs> I love it. I think it is so dope. Oh my god, that is just one of my favorite. Okay, so I, you know, I'm intrigued by all that stuff. Pole dance. I'm just so intrigued by that kind of stuff. So I'm excited because I felt like tonight I found the class, and so I'm just encouraging you girls to pick something, pick things to put in your arsenal. Has you 40 to 60 plus that you want to achieve, that you want to have, unlock, that you want to do? You know what I'm saying? Something, you know what I'm saying? Like something you really, really like out in these streets, okay, that you like it would be extraordinary for somebody like 50 to accomplish or 45 to accomplish or something like that, you know? 
like the Tina Turner package is what I look at it. Because, you know, Tina Turner, after 40, she just, she did so many, she did so such extraordinary things. I mean, to become, you know, Tina was already an established singer, you know, well, Ike, Ike and Tina. But to do what Tina Turner did after 40 years old, I mean, think about Tina Turner, okay? To become a rock star. Plus, I think it was the other person who did that was Sharon. Uh, Sharon, she passed away a few years ago of the Dap Kings. It used to be, I mean, these extraordinary women to do. I mean, you know, I'm even starting to think for myself, I'm like, maybe should I sing again? You know, I was my friends, you think I should? She's like, maybe. You know, you can always see, you always, you got that. But I'm like, yeah, maybe I should. Maybe I should. She's like, yeah, that's, I mean, you know, you always did sing if that's what you really want to do. But, you know, I'm just thinking of all these little things that put in my arsenal that I am, you know, that I, not that I want to do it, but that I am. <laughs> and so I was like, maybe so. You know, I have this little arsenal because I, I'm looking at my age has a different thing now. You know what I'm saying? I'm like, I want to age extraordinarily, extraordinary, extraordinary and graceful. <laughs> and so in order to do that, I have to make some major ass changes. <laughs> right? And so I'm looking at that. I'm looking at really just really, you know, and me, we were talking about this kind of thing, you know, just just, just the, the drive to, to do some different things and stuff like that. So, yeah, that's my week. That's what I've been thinking about for so far. And speaking of that, I got this article, right, for you 40 girls, 40-plus 40 girls. This is a great article. I just saw this on CNN. At 40, she quit her job as a public defender to launch a singing career. She just played Lollapalooza, right? Listen to this. It says, in December 2021, a week before she turned 40, Danielle, Danielle Ponder made a big decision. She walked away from her job as a public defender to pursue a full-time career as a singer. Now, this sounds like Sharon uh, from Dap King's story. I forget her name, Sharon Jones. I think it's Sharon Jones. I have to look it up. But it says, for, Pon- for Ponder, the previous few years had been chaotic in an indecisive time. She'd been performing for a small audience and on the weekends hustling back to her hometown of Rochester, New York, in time to appear in court Monday mornings. She even quit her job once before in 2018, but returned to the legal profession when her music career didn't take off. This time, however, felt less scary. Her years of writing songs, singing in small clubs, and building a following had finally paid off. Ponder had scored a record deal. Her debut album, Some of Us Are Brave, came out last fall to rare to rave reviews for its mix of R&B and soul and trip-hop, all powered by Ponder's transcendent voice. Since then, she has toured almost nonstop playing theaters, clubs, music, festivals everywhere from Albany to Louisville to Amsterdam to London. Last week, she appeared at Lollapalooza in Chicago, where a reviewer praised her booming, saintly voice that could break through uh, class windows and her incredible backstory that reminds you never to give up on your dreams. Next month, Ponder will release a deluxe version of her album, featuring three live tracks and a new single, Roll the Critics, and she'll keep uh, touring at least through late October. Not bad for someone whose most affecting songs aren't radio-friendly dance pop, but soulful personal ballads that reflect her struggles with anxiety and romantic relationships. I used to always think you had to write these powerful anthemic songs. Am I saying that right? 
Uh, like you can do it, girl. You're the best, she says. Then I realized I can write songs about the part of myself that I'm not happy with. I'm learning that you can empower people through vulnerability and authenticity. Okay? Uh, this is a very interesting story. You got to read uh, her full story on MSC, I mean, on CNN dot com CNN uh, and it's, it's, it's at forty. She quit her job, has a public defender to launch a singing career. She just played Lollapalooza. That's Danielle Ponder. Now, this is a woman who over forty. She was doing little different things here and there. Who had said, you know, I'm going to put this in my arsenal, and she's using it. And look at her now. You know how unusual it is for a forty plus person to play Lollapalooza, <laughs> right? And just like I was talking about Tina Turner, I feel like Tina Turner has such an unusual – This is your, it's a word, by the way. Young girls, I mean, maybe it's not your – it's a word tonight, but think of it for your future, okay? You can have this for your future, right? But Tina Turner, I thought, you know, Tina Turner, when you hear her story, I mean, you know, most people was not messing with Tina, you know, 40, you know, because at the career – a rock star, you want to be a what at 40? <laughs> 41, 42, really? Um, and Tina went and got with the right people. What was it like Europe? She went to Europe. And Tina became one of the biggest rock stars on the planet, 40 plus. Her most successful years was not with Ike. Her most successful years was with Tina Turner, the solo artist, after 40. Her most successful album. Private, one of her most successful albums, Private Dancer, was after 40. So, that's, you know, that's a powerful. This, I love this story because it means you don't have to give up on your dreams. You don't have to give up on anything because you're older. God st- if God still got you here, you still can do what you need to do, okay? So I want to encourage y'all. That's why I read, just read that story, a little bit of that story about Daniel Ponder, to if you're over 40 or you're heading towards 40 or whatever and you had these visions and dreams and goals and stuff like that, you might, they might need a little adjusting or here and there, you know what I'm saying, but know that you can still do them, okay? Do not let age stop you. Did Danielle, I don't think Danielle did, and Tina Turner certainly did not, okay? So I am saying to you, be an extraordinary an extraordinary 40-plus, 50-plus person and beyond, okay? If you are 60, if you are 70, if you are 80, be extraordinary, okay? As long as God got you here and you breathing, it's another day to do something awesome, to do something great, okay? I, you know, I'm going to go to a Bible story, right? Okay. One of my favorite, uh, 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 what's the, in the Bible? Moses. A lot of people don't realize when Moses got sent away from, uh, when he got sent, he got exiled from Egypt because he killed the Egyptian. If you ever read the story of Moses, Moses was in Pharaoh's house. Moses was adopted by Pharaoh's sister, right? So Moses, who was an Egyptian, grew up in Pharaoh's house. No, he wasn't an Egyptian. Moses, who was a Hebrew, grew up in Pharaoh's house. Has an Egyptian, like with Egyptian culture and Egyptian things. He was adopted by an Egyptian mom who was royalty, right? So Moses was royalty. So Moses, <clears throat> uh, one 
one day, you know, while they were working out in the field and stuff like that, Moses saw a, a, an, an Egyptian mistreating a Hebrew, right? And he knew that Hebrews were his original people because why? Why did he know that? Because he was his 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 real mother got uh, uh, got picked to help uh, be. Pharaoh's nanny, because remember, Pharaoh didn't know, she didn't know when she, I mean, Pharaoh's daughter's, Pharaoh's sister's nanny, who had raised Moses, so she didn't really know that that was Moses' mother, because she just found the baby in water. Y'all know that's what y'all have to read, okay? So, Moses gets angry, and he kills the Egyptian, which is illegal, right? And so, Moses is exiled out of Egypt, okay? Moses is gone for dang near 40-some years, 50 years, until God shows up to him in the burning bush, you know, the story of the burning bush and everything like this. The Bible says that Moses is around probably 80-some years old, okay, when he is sent back to Pharaoh's house to say, let my people go. He's sent back to lead the children of Israel out of Israel. He is an old man, and he's doing a big task, a powerful task in his Later years, okay? <clears throat> so I say that to you is because I say give you that story is because you are you are never too old to achieve what God called you for. Now, when Moses killed that Egyptian, that was a in some senses it was a picture that Moses of Moses's future because Moses hated the Egyptian, the injustice the Egyptians were doing against the Hebrews as they had them in slavery, right? So Moses would come back as a deliverer to his people, right, As a, at an old age, right, where he was exiled in a land, he had gotten married and, to, uh, and everything, and when he comes back home, he's an old man, but yet he's still very powerful and still doing the things he needed to do and he was called to do. So that's y'all. It's a word for today. Hopefully y'all read the story about Danielle Ponder, 40-year-old, who is making her way in the music business and singing. Was just at Lollapalooza. Okay, quit her job as a lawyer to become a singer, okay? Hopefully y'all remember, take a moment to remember Tina Turner's story this week. It was impossible to become a rock star. People was laughing at Tina. Tina, what you talking about, girl? You and Ike, yeah, was back in the day. You ain't going to become no rock star at 40 plus. And you know what? In the 80s, it was real live ageism. You know? <laughs> I mean, it's ageism today, but it was real live. You know, it was it was probably a little bit worse back in those days. So for her to do what she did with her career after 40 years old was fire. Okay? Fire, all right? So that is your It's a word today. Put Find something in your arsenal to make you that extraordinary person at every age okay all right y'all now when i get back we're gonna talk about some of these hot topics and then i'm gonna tell y'all about my trip in vegas and about the concert and maxwell and you know what what i did in vegas all that stuff we're gonna talk about all of that child and a whole lot more but meanwhile you know we got to get some music going i don't know what y'all want to hear i don't know (laughs) I had a song up. You know, I don't forget what my song was. You know what? Because we just talked about extraordinary 40-plus years, 40-plus, let's start off with Tina Turner because, you know, the late Tina Turner. I don't like how people like Tina Turner because, you know, the energy and the spirit 
is still is, is still living in the eternal realms. Okay, so Tina Turner's What's Love Got to Do with It? It's the CC Show. I'm Carlotta. It is late night. Talking late night hot topics. I'll be back in a second. Okay.
not make them like that anymore. Atlantic Star in the name, all in the name of love. That is my jet. Listen, I'm gonna tell you something. Atlantic Star. I used to love Atlantic Star. Oh my God, Midnight Star too. Oh my God, when they used to have the bands. God, why don't nobody do bands anymore? Oh my God, you know what my song by Atlantic Star was? If your heart isn't in it. Woo, that's my. Oh my God! Oh, that was the song. If your heart isn't in it, I can't. Just... That song right there. Woo! Another group, another one I used to love. What's who's the people who did? Uh, Star Point. Uh, uh, object of my desire. Phase. Okay. Oh my goodness, that was Atlantic Star. All in the name. Of love. It is the CC show. It is late night, y'all. I'm happy because we back on Rock Talk. Yay, what's up? Okay, so for those of you who are just now tuning in, are you listening to the archive show, whatever, you know what I'm saying? Okay, YouTube is the other uh, thing, okay? This is going to be the other platform that I'm going to go on. Okay, so here's what we're going to do with YouTube. YouTube, I'm going to be doing short shows, live shows on there. I'm going to one day go public with it. I'm just going to go. The last one is just for y'all. The first one I just made last night was for y'all, just personal for the listeners. But I am going to go uh, public with one. Do We're going to do short versions of our po- of this podcast, all right? But this podcast will remain, baby, okay, because this is the longer version. We be talk- I'll be talking a lot of stuff and everything like that. We're going to start opening back up the phone lines. So that y'all can do, especially if it's during the day. Late night, probably not, but when I do one during the day, I will try to open back up the phone lines, okay? All right, so that's, you know, the announcement if y'all missed it, all right? So let's get into these hot topics. Baby, the tea is hot out in these streets in the political sphere, okay? First off, let's talk about Donald Trump. <clears throat> it says, uh, this is from USA Today. It says Donald Trump's allies will be booked on charges at Georgia jail, not court, Sheriff says, okay? Uh, Donald Trump and his, this is from uh, MSN.com and USA Today. It says Donald Trump and his 18 co-defendants in a Georgia racketeering case. Lord, they done put RICO charges on Donald Trump. Will be booked at county jail in contrast to the courthouse processing in his uh, other three criminal cases and could turn themselves in at any time, Fulton County Sheriff Pat Labatt's office announced Tuesday. Trump was indicted Monday on conspiracy and other charges for trying to overturn the results of 2020 election. His fellow defendants include lawyer Rudy Giuliani and former White House Chief of Staff Mark Meadows. Labatt's office said in a statement, Bookings will happen at Rice Street Jail, although plans could change without notice. The jail is open 24 hours per day, and the defendants could show up at any time, Labatt said. Um, at this point, based on guidance received from the district attorney's office and presiding judge, it is expected that all 19 defendants named in the indictment will be booked at the Rice Street Jail, the statement said. But the sheriff added that the arrangements are subject to change due to unprecedented nature of this case. Some circumstances may change with little or no warning, the statement said. Uh, Bookings are when defendants are officially processed, typically with fingerprints and mugshots. In Trump's case, authorities didn't require mugshots, which are typically taken so that authorities have a current photo on hand to post 
publicly if a suspect becomes a future. Because the former president is so widely recognized, Trump was fingerprinted, uh, fingerprinted, however, okay? The initial processing is separate from the arraignment when defendants enter a formal plea to the charges. Arraignments in the case might be handled online, uh, the sheriff's statement said. <clears throat> in this case, some arraignments appearance may be virtual, but has dictated by the presiding judge, the statement says, okay? Um, let me just say this, okay? Uh, a lot of black people, because a lot of black radio stations and a lot of black people were celebrating Donald Trump, you know, being indicted. Here's the thing. I think very different politically, if you listen to me on this show, um, I don't see Donald Trump as a threat. I see Biden as more of a threat than I do Donald Trump. Uh, you know, black people get confused about all every everybody's racist in in America. America is rooted deeply in racism, right? Any person that you have in office is a white supremacist. Black people, in my opinion, get too emotional about politics. They want people. They only. They tend to. Think, oh, whoever sounds the friendliest towards us, because we've been a people who have been severely abused under the American system. So sometimes our discernment uh, in terms of how we see politics is muddled in emotion. So when we have somebody who's straight up in our face races, it's scary. When you got people who's subtly racist, well, it's like, well, at least they nice. <laughs> and so... <clears throat> I look at everybody who's a white, uh, uh, all politicians are serving white supremacy in this country, and that black Americans are here not to be politically on any one side, but to be the political compass, moral compass in America. You are to check both sides about race and, and everything. But the Democrats have ranked so many black powerful entertainers, Singers, which who don't know nothing, a lot of them, and all these people into politics that it is, uh, it, it, black people start to see it has an end thing to be over on the Democratic Party side, but it has not helped our politics, right? And that's because I feel like we've lost our moral, our, our, our call as a people, has the moral compass of America. That means we check both parties, not one party, both parties. And right now on a global scale, I don't think we understand what's happening at all. The fact that y'all still think Joe Biden is y'all friend is crazy when, when you see these illegal immigrants flooding the country. And it's not to dog them, okay? Even though they're coming in here illegally, that's criminal charges. You should be in jail, Okay. <clears throat> However, these are I see that as a threat the, that the Democrats are trying to replace black Americans, okay? They don't want to long, no longer deal with y'all in the issues of black America. They'd rather sweep them on the table. They give you great symbolism, but they never, never, never come through. And I think these black DAs are being used to create a political uh, crazy because Biden's in Biden got a lot of shit going on on his side too with his son and some of the stuff they were involved in. 
But this is a political takedown because, see, what you got to understand about Donald Trump, even though Donald Trump has uh, his his voter sphere, see, we don't think of liberals as racist, but liberals, you were the original racist, okay? Liberals learned a long time ago to be black people's friends and lull you into, it's like the wolf in sheep clothing. That's what liberals are. That's what Malcolm used to call them. He said the Malcolm and Malcolm X said the liberals were the most dangerous politicians because they appear friendly. Okay, uh, the Democrat, the Republicans are just straight up about that shit. You know what I'm saying? But at the same time, Donald Trump tend, and that scares black people. Donald Trump tends to, uh, his, some of his base tends to be um, extreme nationalists and stuff like that. Okay, now. Because we don't understand globalism in the way we should and how it would affect us as black people, we don't know how to play our cards. We don't know how to hold the Democrats accountable. And we don't know how to uh, listen to some of the ideas that Republicans may have that may work. Now, Donald Trump, to me, I don't look at him as a Republican or a Democrat, even though he's running under the Republican name. Donald Trump is actually, he's an enemy even of his own party. That's why they have DeSantis cosplaying Donald Trump. I believe DeSantis is a neocon, a neoconservative. That means in the, under the Bush era um, and stuff like that, the original leaders of that party. Donald Trump came in as an outsider that not even the Republicans like. So the question you have to ask yourself is, why don't they like Donald Trump? Has nothing to do with race. What they don't like about Donald Trump is that Donald Trump is not a globalist. He's a globalist business-wise. He understands the world has a turn towards globalism, but he doesn't believe America has to give up its sovereignty to participate in a global atmosphere. And right now, in my personal opinion, you are seeing a takedown of a country, but you guys ain't noticing it. It's stuff happening in all major cities, bad shit, crime everywhere. You had in New York one week, Migrants literally sleeping blocks outside of a, a, a five-star hotel. I don't think we understand what's happening. You have inflation going up, gas creeping up, student loans about to come back. I don't think of black Americans, particularly black Americans, have any concept because what's been happening to us, instead of our radio shows, and our black political uh, pundits and stuff giving us the full spectrum, even if they are one party, but giving us the full spectrum of how parties work in America and stuff. They've been feeding you what to believe. Hey, the Democrats are offering you. The Democrats, Roland Martin was on the other day just calling people names and fools, and I said, you must have your back up against the wall big time. I mean, he was on there really defending the Democrats. I mean, he it was some stupid stuff. <laughs> he was calling people stupid and everything. And I was like, no, you're really the one that's done. So here's the thing, because of the way he was behaving, I'm just telling y'all, we have not had, we have not 
we are not well-rounded, and neither are a lot of these political uh, pundits and stuff in the ways of what's going on in the world on a global scale. And they have fed us and, 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 and meanwhile, protected themselves and their families because they are Ponzi's when I'm, of the Democratic Party. And I think that's dangerous now. I think it's very dangerous to have black people, to feed black people, to make black people believe you got to vote for the Democrats or you ain't nothing. You don't, who cares if they don't give you, at least they're giving you something. No. Enough's enough. No, so you and your friends can get in the White House and go to the White House parties. But meanwhile, black folks is out here suffering and struggling. Not that the Republicans are any better, but on a global scale, I do like the idea of Donald Trump saying, hey, illegal immigration, that can't be happening. I do like tariffs and stuff on countries that should have been. I do like more jobs being available from, for my people. Not somebody sneakily trying to replace black folks and their political power in the United States. It's crazy. It's absolutely nuts. And what they're doing to Donald Trump is absolutely nuts. What they're doing to Donald Trump is trying to create so much drama around it, and they got two black BAs to, to do it. Now, what I say about Donald Trump is one thing you got to know about Donald Trump is Donald Trump is also an enemy of the agencies. Don't get mad at me, CIA. Y'all know all this stuff. Y'all listening, FBI and all y'all. He is the enemy of the agencies. When Donald Trump, when it, you got to look at Donald Trump's history in the White House. When Donald Trump came in, now, now I'm not listen. Black folks know the CIA and the FBI. We know them. Okay, we knew that. We know they could be messy. We've been telling these white folks for years they messy. Okay, they out of control. They've been coming after black folks, but they was, it was okay when they was coming out after black folks, but now they come after white folks. It's a problem. Well, Donald Trump realized Donald Trump was like, hey, y'all reach is too much. Now, he's only doing that to defend himself and other people. Yes, we know with black people it's an it's a issue, but you can still use that as precedence. And he is right. The agencies have grown too powerful. They know this. I ain't, I ain't saying that they don't know. And they like, y'all like Carlotta, they writing down your name right now. Child, they been having my name down, okay? Listen, they are a powerful group, and they, they don't like him. And as you know, as we as black people know, that FBI and CIA and people like these powerful agencies, these shadow governments can make you look bad in a day, in a day. They can make me look like I did something terrible. In a day. That's how crazy this stuff is. In a day, they can take you down. But by the grace of God. That's the only thing they can't be. Okay? So I'm just telling you, this, is, this man, Donald has got a lot of enemies because Donald is refusing to play ball with globalism. Donald is refusing to go the way that the elites want him to go. And the elites run the agencies in all the world. 
Donald was saying, nah, you know, not saying that Donald's all the way right, but I'm just saying he's saying, hey, nah, I don't think that's how we should do things. Remember, I told y'all this. We talked about this on the show when nobody was hardly talking about it. I talked about Donald Trump right a couple of weeks before, a week or so before uh, the November elections. Donald Trump went to speak in front of, let me see this. Donald Trump speaks to the United Nations a week before election. Let me look this up. We talked about this. Mm-hmm. Let me see. I'm going to try to find it for y'all. Let's see if I can find this article. Um, and I also think it's crazy too For them to be saying he was uh, Trying to force them to overturn the election Donald Trump sensed That it was something wrong Listen, it's hard to prove that there has been False elections in America He's not the only person that Hillary was yelling She thought he got in wrong, crazy Al Gore was yelling about George W. Bush down there in Florida. People was arguing. People was acting a fool, see, because they know Americans have short-term memory. But when George Bush came into office, it was people outside protesting, throwing shoes and eggs and stuff at his limousine because they thought he had become he had become into office illegal. Go pull that videotape up. It was crazy in Washington D.C. That's why I don't understand how the press is selling. That January 6th crap has crazy when it was crazy in D.C. because of what Al Gore said. When Al Gore did, thought he had won, he won the majority vote, but he didn't win the electoral college. If y'all can, but y'all can't. They know y'all got short-term memory. They know y'all ain't the news media. They sell a lot of bull crap because they know y'all ain't gonna remember that far back. Some of y'all weren't even born. Okay, when George Bush well, got into office and they was angry. When George got in there, it was people outside acting a fool, okay, at his inaugural. Okay, that wasn't a riot. That was more violent. That was more crazy than the, uh, uh, than the, the which one, except nobody got killed at that one, but one person got killed at this other thing. But I don't, I think that was just Americans exercising their belief in their house. I don't, I don't see it as the majority. Most of them was walking around, if you look at the video, walking around looking at the Capitol. Hey, I don't know what they were talking about, but it's right. And talking about Donald Trump inside the right. It's just the re- most ridiculous stuff I've ever heard. But we've seen more crazy stuff in America. I'm just going to tell, tell you the truth. I say if it was Joe Biden out there who did the same thing. Truth is truth. That's crazy to me. Okay, but uh, Trump... Uh, this is it. UN News. This is from UNnews.com. Pull this up here, this article up here. My article don't want to come up. U.S. President Trump rejects globalism and speaks to UN General Assembly Assembly's annual debate. Okay? This happened, uh, this was the 25th of September. I thought it was a, there was another speech he gave a few week a week or two before the elections too, but it says 
Taken to the podium of the United Nations General Assembly, the world organization that embodies greater global cooperation, United States President Donald Trump told scores of heads of states and government on Tuesday that this his country rejects the ideology of globalism, both generally and in retaliation to international justice and migration and the migration crisis. Now, black people, it ain't about you. The Democrats is making you think that, oh, he's a racist, he's this and that. And I was talking to a black person the other day and said, well, what you don't like Trump for? And they, they couldn't give me no reason. I was like, wow, like, what did he say racist? You know Trump used to hang out with black people in New York and all that stuff. The same ones who called them racist now, them celebrities. He used to go to the parties and all that. That wasn't that long ago. Al Sharpton and all that. They knew what Donald Trump was. They were like, oh, he's shot. Listen. This is why they upset with Donald Trump. Not because of y'all. They don't give a shit. Domestic policy, he said, they don't give a shit about y'all. Okay? It's about this. America is governed by Americans, he said, on the opening day of the assembly, Assembly's annual general debate. We reject the ideology of globalism, and we embrace the doctrine of patriotism. Around the world, responsible nations must defend against threats to sovereignty, not just from, a, from global governance, but also from other new forms of coercion and domination. At the same time, he reiterated the U.S. commitment to making the U.N. more effective and accountable. I've said many times that the United Nations has unlimited potential, he declared. He's not against globalism, meaning people cooperating and working together as a sovereign nation. But these elites, baby, because they already find a space and trying to build territory out of space and all that. Listen, that's a whole other story we're going to talk about. We have to talk about one day. But they want borders down. Ideal state, I've always said to most elites, people think, is China. Look how China governs. Okay? They want, they want all borders down. Now, remember, if you're a Bible reader, sidebar, let's get this little Bible story here. If you're a Bible reader and you know about the end times, you know that the Antichrist, the way he gets power, the Bible says that he comes up and he takes over ten Huge ten nations, three pow- more, three really powerful. Under the idea of globalism, I mean, you read throughout history, there have been three main characters who've always tried to, uh, who tried to create a global world and failed. First, I think it was Nimrod in the Bible, then Alexander the Great, Napoleon. They've all they've all failed. But the Antichrist, what people consider the Antichrist, will succeed for a time in making the world one world. Now, when you get one world government, always know what one. See, this is why it's important. Listen, yes, it's important for the world to cooperate and be peaceful, but it's also for it's important for the world and government and people to have disagreements. Because when you have one world government and it ain't Jesus, it ain't God or whatever, whoever, it ain't a God thing, a human will become a dictator. You can't have a one world government because you will have a character rise up like a Napoleon or Alexander the Great who will try to conquer, who will try to be king and gods. So, you know, most Christians believe this is going to happen, this one world government, right? 
So this is interesting what Donald Trump is saying. Right? He said, this is what he said. He said, America is governed by Americans. He said on the opening day of the Assembly annual, Assembly's annual general debate, we reject the ideology of globalism and we embrace the doctrine of patriotism. I read that. At the same time, I said that. Let me see. But Mr. Trump reiterated his past criticism of the World Organization, hitting out at the UN-backed International Criminal Court. The, and recently proposed global compact on migration while stressing that the U.S. will not pay more than 25% of the U.N. peacekeeping budget to encourage other countries to step up their share in the burden. And he's right. The United States has been putting so much money into so many places and crazy. Donald Trump was tempering that shit, okay? Donald Trump was like, enough's enough. Okay, which the elites who've been running there saying, well, wait a minute, what you doing? You ain't do this. And Donald Trump is like, I'm looking out for the people in my country at first. What kind of craziness is this? Right? So these people have an investment. It's it's the super wealthy, super wealthy uh, uh, elites who who want world dominion. If you can't understand that, I don't know what y'all done. They don't like, the United States stands in the way of that, and nationalized ideals and theory. You know, uh, 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 a lot of Muslim countries are like that, like sovereignty too, okay? So, because uh, they're theocracies, right? Uh, and it says, um, he says, uh, and we are working to shift more of our funding from assets contributions to volunteer uh, to voluntary so that we can target American resources to the programs with the best records of success, he said. Only when we reach when each of us do our part and contributes our share can we realize the UN, UN's highest aspirations. He added that despite his warning to the Assembly last year that the UN Human Rights Council had become a grave embarrassment to, the, to this institution, shielding uh, egregious human rights abusers while bashing America and its many friends, no action at all was taken. So the United States took the only responsible course. We withdrew from the Human Rights Council, and we will not return until reform is enacted. As far as America is concerned, the ICC has no jurisdiction, no legitimacy, no authority, he declared. Ooh, listen to what he's saying. The International Criminal Court you ain't got no authority over here. We a sovereign nation. That's big, okay? Because these elites is trying to set up something that that even checks American sovereignty, right? The ICC claims near universal jurisdiction over the citizens of every country, violating all principles of justice, fairness, and due process. We will never surrender American sovereignty to an unelected, unaccountable global bureaucracy. Listen. I don't care what y'all say about Donald Trump on the domestic front, on the global. That mofo was spitting game, okay? He was saying, you ain't going to have no global court system that didn't nobody vote in. You just going to set yourself up as the global the world court and say, this is it. That's, a, that's, that's setting the stage for a dictator. One day they will. But Donald Trump was trying to stop that stuff. He said, hey. You ain't going to do it. We, America, ain't going to, we, we got our, we our own country. We already shook the, the mess up off of England. We ain't under nobody, under kings and queens no more. That's what he basically was saying, so break it down for y'all. Okay, turn it to trade issues, in, which we as black people don't tend to understand because our mentality is race. 
which I get it. It's very true. Racism is a very real thing in America. But sometimes we think racism where there is no racism. Remember, we living in America, so we got to make sure America, we can fight the good fight of injustice in America, right? And we can take some things to the national court when America does something wrong to bring bring um, global awareness to it to make America kind of act right, okay? That's, that's the... Not, he wasn't saying that you can't do that. He's just saying that you have no right to tell the United States what to do. Can you put pressure on countries? Yes, but you can't tell us what to do. And I totally agree. No country should be told by some uh, court that doesn't has not been elected what to do. Okay, and it says uh, the United States will not be taking advantage of, uh, he said, turning to trade issues in which Mr. Trump has recently imposed tariffs of steel, aluminum imports, 200 billion of imports from China. Mr. Trump said the U.S. had opened its economy with few with a few conditions. Now remember, China was uh, China was scared of Trump. They ain't scared of they got they own probably my personal opinion Biden. Allowing foreign goods from all over the world to flow in freely across our borders, while other countries did not grant fair and reciprocal uh, access. The United States will not be taken advantage of any longer, he added. Some countries abuse their openness to dump their products, subsidize their goods, target our industries, and manipulate their currencies to gain unfair advantage over our country. As a result, our trade deficit ballooned to nearly $800 billion a year. For this reason, we are systematically negoti- renegotiating broken and bad trade deals. Ooh, they was angry. This is, this is radical stuff you're talking. It ain't got nothing to do with race. Ain't got nothing to do with, well, it may have to at the, the very ends for worldwide, but he was saying you ain't going to take advantage no more. We renegotiating we re- we re- we renegotiating some of them badass deals. Remember, Trump's a business guy. This is why they mad at him. He was a radical on the foreign front. He was doing what motherfuckers should have did long time ago. But they was ran by the elites. But Trump saying, "I ain't coming in being ran by y'all." I'm surprised they didn't take try take take Trump out. I'm gonna tell you the truth. But they don't want no more Kennedys, okay? The reason they don't want, because Kennedy was a radical, okay? Now, Kennedy wasn't a radical when it came to race. A lot of black people thought Kennedy was all that dope. Kennedy didn't do a damn thing. He was just talking shit. He was just, uh, one thing Kennedy was doing with black people was just, you know, oh, we're just going to be okay. Just give me time. Give me time. He was saying, give me time. Give me time until they shot his ass, okay? And then uh, then it was Linda B. Johnson, who was a Dixiecrat, known to be a racist, who, who set up the Civil Rights Bill and everything like that. It wasn't even a friendly fate. People were scared when Lyndon came in because they didn't think Lyndon was going to do anything because of his reputation. But Lyndon was the very one that did something because he had pressure and it was other things. So sometimes your enemy is your friend, and your friend is your enemy. Okay, But John F. Kennedy on the foreign stage, now when you read about because see, we got to understand domestic and foreign as black people, and we don't. And a lot of them people, like rolling them, don't either, okay? So Kennedy was a radical. Kennedy was giving wild speeches. Look at those Kennedy's, what Kennedy, some of the stuff that Kennedy was saying. That's why they took Kennedy. You read about why they took Kennedy. Kennedy was radical. 
and Don, there has been no more of a radical president since then, since Kennedy, since except for Donald. Donald is Kennedy again, and the reason they probably ain't took Donald out is because today you got the internet. You know, y'all already y'all been questioning Kennedy for the last hundred years. Okay, y'all already know that they took Kennedy out these powers. Okay. But you just can't prove it. Today with satellite videos, all y'all got iPhones, everything like that, they don't really want to do no shit like that. They don't want to do no more stuff. So they're like, dang, we're going to make that a last resort because they they got too much technology to go search up stuff and everything like that. They, you know. So they don't really want to do that no more. So they're trying to mess up his reputation with whatever way they can. Throwing all kind of stuff at, okay? But it says, you know, he says, uh, turning to Iran, Mr. Trump called the Iran nuclear a windfall for the country's leaders. Has, and, and in the years since the accord has been reached, Iran's military budget grew uh, nearly 40%. The dictatorship used the funds to build a nuclear-capable missile, missiles, increase eternal repression, finance terrorism, and fund havoc, and slaughter in Sierra, Sierra and Yemen. The deal officially known as the Joint Comprehensive Plan of Action was reached in 2015 by Iran, China, France, and Germany, Russia, and the United Kingdom, and the U.S. and the European Union. It sets out rigorous mechanics mechanisms for monitoring restrictions placed on Iran's nuclear program while paving the way for lifting up the U.N. sanctions against the country. We cannot allow the world's leaders, leading sponsor of terrorism, to possess the planet's most dangerous weapons. We cannot allow a regime that chants death to America and that threatens Israel without an alienation to possess the means to deliver a nuclear warhead to any city on the earth, Mr. Trump said. This is why they were mad at Trump. You can read this article there. U.S. President Trump rejects globalism in speech to the U.N. General Assembly's annual debate. It's on. Uh, it's in uh, news.un.org, okay? And it's an article from 2018, a little bit before he was going to leave the White House. This is why they didn't like Trump, okay? This is the real deal. Ain't got nothing to do with Trump saying, see, Trump is this, Trump is that. This is get y'all, that's political theater. This is the real deal. Trump is not believing, he don't want to play ball with globalism, okay? And he's like a dinosaur to him, all right? DeSantis is going to play ball because DeSantis is cosplaying Trump. But DeSantis, I believe, is a neocon cosplaying, Okay? So that's just my thought on that whole thing, all right? Uh, let's see what's next we got to talk about. Um, we talked about Trump getting indicted, okay? Um, yeah, well, let's talk about this. Oh, no, I'm going to talk. I'm going to save that for later on in the show. Um, Mm-mm-mm. What's next? What I want to talk about? Oh, child, we got to talk about Barack because the media is being awfully quiet. I heard too many people talking about this. You know that the media is bought when you ain't heard this. Child, now we've been hearing gay rumors about Barack for years, okay? Look up. Rumors from the church back in the day. 
a lot of stuff, okay? We've been hearing gay rumors for years. Now, I told y'all last week he was charming as hell, okay? I said he might be a player, but he might be bi, okay? <laughs> but this week, Obama's love letters from 1982 resurfaced. I make love to men daily, but in the imagination. That explains a lot of Barack's politics, huh? Anyway. Barack Obama once wrote that he made love to men every day in the imagination in a love letter to his ex-girlfriend that has surfaced more than 40 years later. The former U.S. president wrote, and this is from MSN.com, the former U.S. president wrote of his androgynous mind in a letter to his then-girlfriend, Alex McNear, which has since resurfaced in the New York Post. In the correspondence, Obama wrote, in regard to homosexuality, I must say that I believe this is an attempt to remove oneself from the present, a refusal perhaps to perpetuate the endless force of earthly life. You see, I make love to men daily, but in the imagination. Okay. My mind is androgynous to a great extent, and I hope to make it more so until I can think in terms of people, not the women as opposed to men, he added. But in returning to the body, I see that I have been made a man, and physically in life I choose to accept the, that contingency. Oh, okay. The letter was written in November 1982 when the 21-year-old Obama and McNair were students at Occidental College in Los Angeles. She later redacted excerpts of the letter, which is currently held by Emory University in Atlanta, Georgia. Contents of the letter gained renewed attention earlier this month when biographer David Garrow claimed that the 44th U.S. president repeatedly fantasizes about making love to me and Garrow a Pulitzer Prize winning historian was uh, was the author of a 2017 biography, Raising, Rising Star, The Making of Barack Obama. In an interview with Tablet published on August the 2nd, Gerald explained how he obtained letters from three of Obama's former girlfriends as he was writing about the politician's early career. The biographer suggested that McNear wanted to have her role known when she, was, she offered the 40-year-old letter to Gerald. When Alex showed me the letters from Barack, she redacted one paragraph in one of them and just said, it's about homosexuality, Gerald told the magazine. After McNear sold the letters to Emory University, Gerald asked the college professor, Harvey Clare, to transcribe the love letters by hand. I emailed Harvey, uh, he said, go to the Emory archives. He spent his whole life at Emory, but they won't let him take pictures, Gerald explains. So Harvey has to sit there with a pencil and copy out the gaff graph where Barack writes to Alex about how he repeatedly fantasizes about making love to men, okay? The former president cooperated in the writing of the book as he was interviewed by Gerald for eight hours over the course of three days. He has not yet commented publicly about the contents of the resurfaced letters. When the Rising Star was published in 2017, the biography was also, also revealed that Obama had proposed to another woman before he met his current wife, Michelle Obama. Speaking to Gerald, Obama's ex-girlfriend, Sheila Mayaoshi, Jagger told the author, In the winter of 86, when he visited my parents, he asked me to marry him. Obama and Jagger began dating after they were introduced by mutual friends. The former Illinois senator proposed in 1986 when he was 25 and Jagger was 23. While she rejected his proposal, the ex-couple stayed together until Obama, Obama's political aspirations caused a strain on their relationship. 
He became so very ambitious, very suddenly, Jagger told Gerald. I remember very clearly when this transformation happened, and I remember very specifically that by 1987, about a year into our relationship, he had already had his sights on becoming president. In the book, Gerald also wrote that Obama allegedly attempted to end his relationship with Jagger, who is of Japanese and Dutch ancestry, because of race. The author claimed that Obama believed marrying his then-girlfriend would hurt his credibility as an African-American politician, which he's not. He's a Kenyan. Uh, he's an African, but African-Kenyan-American politician, writing that he had had a calling to be president and a heightened awareness that to pursue it, he had to fully identify as an African-American. According to Gerald, Obama, okay, wait a minute, Obama and Jagger continued to see each other during his first year of law school, around the same time that he met Michelle Obama while working at a Chicago law firm, okay? Um, okay, let me just say the soon-to-be president and first lady were married October 3rd, 1992. Okay, let me just say this. I am not surprised. One of my biggest things when I read Barack Obama's two big – I told you how I thought of Barack Obama when I saw him the first time speak at the Democratic National Convention when he was first becoming senator, Okay. And I said, who is this Ponzi that the Democrats are about to run for president? I knew exactly what they was going to do with Barack. I knew it. I already knew. I said, he's going to be president in the next four years. I remember telling my uncle that on the phone, my uncle and me laughing, because I called George W. Bush. You can always tell when they're trying to make somebody, when they're trying to crown somebody president, like they're trying to crown uh, uh, DeSantis or somebody. Like that. You can always, you can just tell. He's not going to make it up. But I, can, I don't think so, okay? Let's say there's something really crazy got to happen. Um, so I knew, and I knew he was a, I knew he was a faker, right? But then I went to go see him speak. One time, my friend convinced me to go see him speak, and I got no. It was like it was like he maybe he was like a year or so after he had done that speech, and he was using Malcolm X, you know, little sayings. I was like, oh, oh, he using some X, you know. I was like, maybe he's the real deal, you know what I'm saying? And again, my mind at that time didn't comprehend. Even him being an African, I uncomprehended it, but I didn't. They mostly was trying to sell him off Chicago, being from Hawaii, all that. Blah, 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 blah. Okay, um, and I really didn't comprehend and understand politically what Obama would mean. I just was thinking black. You know what I'm saying? Very limited. And I was thinking he uses Malcolm X quotes. I mean, he really snowed me. Okay, but I had a feeling though. My my gut was always a, like. Just not trusting it. I, even though I was working in the office, all that stuff, I just it was something about it. I was just like this. Motherfucker. It was just something I just didn't believe. And when I read his two books, I read his, both his books, uh, Dreams of My Father and everything. I kept what kept because I knew these type of men like Obama because I told y'all a lot of black men who love white women tend to like me. I when, when I was young, for real, they used to dudes like that. I always used to try to date me. I don't know what the deal was. I have no clue. They be like in love too. They be crazy stuff. I don't know. Even when I went to one of my girlfriend's parties, this is Tabor. My girlfriend had a party. She used to have a. Um, my girlfriend had this radio uh, show, Good News and stuff in Kansas City. She had a big party and had all these people there. And this black dude was engaged to this big time white girl. Okay, this black dude started talking to me at the party. We started having a conversation. That mug followed me. He followed me around that whole party. He went, I said, and my girlfriend came over. She said, girl, what is the deal? You know he engaged her. I said, girl, they say like a white woman, they love me. <laughs> I 
he went, I mean, he didn't want to let me go find the white girl. I had to come over there, and she started talking to him. I mean, he, I mean, he still was lying in the conversation. like, wow. <laughs> and my friend told me a couple weeks later, he had asked about me. I was like, yeah, I'm not surprised, right? You know, I don't, I don't know what it is. Okay, so I know them type of men. I've been dating them, okay? So I was shocked. I said, why, how? Did Barack Obama choose a black girl who seemed real down like Michelle Obama? And I have been in a room with Michelle, uh, Michelle Obama a couple of times. She was his selling point to black people during the, uh, okay, my timer's going up. Okay, I got to go to commercial break. Okay, so I'm going to go to a quick com- uh, music break. Then when I come back, we'll continue uh, this thing about Barack Obama, okay, and my thoughts on it and uh, uh, Michelle Obama and what I really think is the deal here, okay? So, we're going to go on a break real quick. I'll be back. Let's listen to uh, Beyonce Cuff It, okay? I'll be back in a moment, y'all, all right? I feel like falling in love. I'm in the mood to fuck something up. I need to drink in my cup. Hey, I'm in the mood to fuck something up. I want a romantic. I need a prescription.
very best in government, politics, celebrity entertainment, music news. Tune into the Carlotta Chatwood Show right here on Block Talk Radio. Hey, y'all, I'm trying to get my headset together. Okay, okay, I hope y'all can hear me. Wait, hold on, hold on, y'all. Hold on just a second. <laughs> so it's messy. Okay, can y'all hear me? Wait a minute, hold on. Okay, we're going to get it together, okay? All right, we got it together. All right, you guys, what's up? It's the CC Show. I'm back. Okay, I had to do a quick break because I had, you know, how my time was going off, so that means I had to do y'all music break. All right, y'all, okay, so we back. We're talking about Barack Obama and Michelle Obama and how these love letters came out. Barack Obama, he made me into love to me and daily. Okay, so I'm going to tell you this. I was shocked that he's somebody like Michelle. Like, cause Michelle, I had met her one time, I think, before – uh, and I've been in a room like a couple of times and she was giving a speech and stuff like that. Small room, this is before they just real thing when they were starting the, the towards running. And she seemed mad cool. And I was like, dang, you see white practice like him, though, man. You know, white, this is usually married white women. And I was still like shocked about that. And my only thing was, you know, like he knew he was going to be president and he knew black people would be less likely to trust him if he married a white girl. His book was always still, it seemed like he, like, he dated white women, okay? Um, and he just needed to trust. Okay, see, so sisters, a lot of times he was being used up in these streets, okay? But politics is a whole different beast. You know, Michelle could be a handler. I don't know what's going on here. But here's what I'll say. Also, another thing that is well known, okay, people don't start saying I'm being racist, okay, but... The dude who wrote the who had coined the phrase down low men years ago when he was on the Oprah Winfrey show, he gave he told a big fact about dating black women, okay? He said a lot of black gay men in celebrity circles and politics and everything and stuff like that do not like to date black women because black women will ask too many questions and stuff like that or not accept the homosexuality. And so they tend to date white men or outside their race because of the way the black church is. Black, this is true, okay, a lot. And that is a known thing on down low circles. So white women, I'm not trying to be mean, but not saying all oh, y'all husbands are gay. That's not what I'm saying. I'm saying that it has been known in celebrity circles and stuff like that that a lot of these men will date white because they don't want to be dealing with sisters. So sisters be asking questions like, oh, mm-hmm, now, what, now what's going on here? You know, if you're going out too many times with Billy Bob and you, you coming home with uh, crazy stuff, you know, some black women, not, not all black women, you know, do, but I'm just saying it's more, they're saying more likely to be questioned or that it's more acceptable to, for them to be bisexual and to practice it in their marriage with white women than it is acceptable and to practice it in a black man, black woman won't be as acceptable. Nowadays, I think it's maybe probably a little bit more changed, but what do I think about Barack Obama talking about he's dreaming about men? And he had to realize that he, he's getting the body of a man. I'm just going to tell y'all straight up. I think Barack Obama is bisexual. I always have. 
Um, I think he's very handsome, and he got mad ass charm. Okay, uh, you know, I'm in. I, do I think Michelle and him even live together? No. I said what I said. I never bought it after they after I when I saw him running around after he got the White House and. I mean, no, he's running around with certain people and stuff like that. He had never seen, like, he was home. I was like, this mug, they done pulled over one on us. You know, yeah, I do believe that Barack is bisexual, okay? And if he said this years ago, yeah, probably more than likely, okay? Which they're saying that was his handwritten letter. So, you know, listen, there are a lot of people, which we're going to talk about in a minute. No, I'm going to talk about it right now because this is a great time to lead over to uh, someone else who who's a black male celebrity who also dated a lot of white women. <laughs> I mean, well, he's married to an Asian girl or whatever. I'm not saying all black men who do who do that are gay. I'm not saying that, but it has been known and been rumored and how, especially in Hollywood circles, that 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 you know that that happens. Okay. Um, but let's talk about Wayne Brady this week coming up. Is, it, is that Wayne Brady? Wait, wait, wait. You got a, do I got it up here? I don't think, because I wasn't saying I'm talking to him about him right away. Talk about that either. Okay. Um, Wayne Brady came out this week as pansexual, okay? According to Deadline News. Uh, I'm doing this for me. Wayne Brady is opening up about his sexuality and has come out as pansexual. In a recent interview, the Let's Make a Deal host explained his process of coming to terms with his identity. Chad, I think he's been in terms with his identity, okay? I think he knew it when he married the Asian woman, okay? Because I, that is a lot of rumors. I've even heard gay men, gay male friends of mine, gay men have told me there are, when you see that a lot, it's because there are extent of both. Uh, not, I'm not trying to die white women because I know there are a lot of white women who are not accepting of uh, men running around with men while they with them and all that, but they're more open than black women, they're saying, okay? But it says uh, other races are. I'm pansexual, Brady said in an interview with people, bisexual with an open mind. Brady said, because I don't know what pansexual is. I'm like, what's pansexual? Bisexual? Shit. What are you about? Brady said he had been doing research and wasn't sure if he could determine if he was bisexual. Mm-hmm. Child. Anyway, because I had to really see what that was, especially because I really have not gotten a chance to act on anything. Child, you think I'm... <laughs> think he's wild. He's wild out of here. <laughs> I'll leave you to act it. But okay, maybe not. I don't know. So I, came to, so I came to pansexual because I know that I'm completely mis- messing up the dictionary meaning. But to me, pan means being able to be attracted to anyone, anyone who identifies as gay, straight, by transsexual or non-binary, being able to be attracted across the board, he added. And I think at least for me right now, that is a proper place. I took pan to mean that not only can I be attracted to any of these people or types physically, but I also can be attracted to the person that is there. Now, I've heard this before. Somebody told me some tea years ago on somebody. I ain't going to say no name. Okay. I didn't believe the story, but somebody did tell me the story, and I'm going to come to it in a minute, okay? But it says, according to WebMD, 
Pansexuality is a romantic, emotional, and sexual attraction to people regardless of their gender. Like everyone else, pansexual may be attracted to some people and not others, but the gender of the person does not matter. Mandy Petito, Brady's ex-wife, was the first person the television personality told, and she said it was great, and she knew coming out would help him be happier. Brady's daughter, Mary, also said okay after her father came out to her. Yeah, I'm still coming together, but I'm but if I'm healthy, then I can go on stage and let's make a deal and be the best friend Brady that everybody wants and expects. Brady also said in the interview, I can be the best dad that Molly needs. I can be the best friend to Mandy. And he, he must have somebody he probably likes. <laughs> but he said, he said he's not dating yet, though. I'm single, but it's not about being with someone right now. I've got some work to do still. Okay, child, let me just say this, okay? I, I don't believe that, that. I don't believe there's a feeling for this. Okay, I've heard this story. I mean, listen, I've heard about a lot of Hollywood men who are claiming straight and who be pansexual or bisexual or whatever, okay? Now, I happen to think differently about bisexuality. Let me explain why, okay? Because some people I do not believe are that way because they were born that way. Some people have been abused, molested, and they confused and shit about their sexuality. No, nah, that's real, okay? You know, mofos like the same people, when somebody has been abused, if your first sexual partner was somebody of, of the same sex, it can confuse the hell out of you. Don't mean you like men. It just means that some uh, sick pervert came and introduced you to some sex that they shouldn't have introduced you to. That's what allegedly happened to Whitney Houston. Somebody, a woman, they say, molested her. So I believe that put a state of confusion over her ass, okay? That's hard. Sex is a bomb, mofos. And that's why a lot of y'all out here, because there's a lot of pansexuals today in this society because sexuality has become, it's, it's become more increased out here. We, we have more sexuality on television more sexual energies out here and stuff like that. And a lot of people I don't believe is uh, uh, pansexual. I think they trisexual. They that their uh, they have uh, their sex uh, needs that people are just like you know they're curious about everything. You know what I'm saying? It's a it's sort of like it's the age of Aquarius, but it, you know it's a Geminian type of energy. You know, you know oftentimes people talk about Scorpio representing. Uh, the sign of sex, but really it's Gemini. Gemini, we, we, we represent the sexual organs and sexuality and stuff like that, but Gemini also is a sign of sex, right? Remember they have that man and woman thing. Gemini can identify, a lot of times when you see Gemini, sometimes like Prince, androgynous, you know, like he had different looks, his woman look, man look, whatever like that. Gemini can also be bi-curious, a lot of people know that, stuff like that. All, all signs can, but you know, it's it's just that it's it, it the the age of sexuality that we're in today seems quite dominion to me. Okay, that's what I'll say. <clears throat> you know, they can be curious about other sexual uh, encounters and things like that. Not all Gemini's, I'm just saying that could be possible. Okay, but because I feel like, I remember having this discussion with a young man in school, and I remember we were having a discussion with a uh, me and him and some other people outside of class. This was years ago. When I said junior college, when I said JCC, I mean, when I said TCC. And he was telling me how he was really just like, you know, in his early years, a sex addict. 
And he said, you know, he had to really, he was doing wild stuff and everything. And I said, huh. And he said, yeah. He said, you know, blah, blah, blah. And so all the people was asking questions about it like that. And I said, usually, though, I said sexual addiction, because he was just talking about homosexual. He's like, yeah, I didn't, you know, homosexual stuff and all that. I said, usually, you're really, I said, if you had an addiction problem, that's really great that you did not. I said, because what happens, especially when you, even, even in the world of celebrity, okay, when sexuality is a very powerful thing, right? So when you are, when you've done, so if, if you're using sexual, sexuality to get high, right? You know what I'm saying? Like you got one night, you got one woman, you know, next night you got three women, next night you get six women, eventually your ass going to get bored, right? You, know, you might say, I want to try a, tra- a transsexual, right? And then you say, hmm, what is it like to be with a man? You know what I'm saying? Because it, it, it's not that you're gay. It's not that you're pansexual. It's that you're sexually explorative and you're sexually probably addicted to sex and you're using sex to get high. People got to know the difference, okay? I mean, sexual act does not determine to me your sexuality, okay? Because a lot of people out here are doing a lot of wild shit, name gay and stuff like that. I mean, I have a friend who was, who was talking about one time, she was telling she said, well, I'm open to having sex with a woman, and she's nothing near gay. I'm like, okay. You know what I'm saying? I mean, just, I'm just I'm just saying. Okay? She just wanted to try it because she's just a freak. <laughs> right? So I'm just saying that we have to, people have to know the differences out here with sexuality, especially in those businesses when you're talking about show business. And this dude, he was particularly in, like, a business where he got a lot of female attention, Lots of women, and it opened the doors. And I told him it could open the doors to being, you know, sexually explorative. And so, a lot of times, especially in these uh, Hollywood circles, you got a lot of sexual explorative shit happening, right? You know, even remember the story of. Um, uh, let me look at time to make sure I keep another time. But the story of of uh, uh, Iman and uh, why am I getting? David Bowie. David Bowie talked about his early years. If you, I mean, I, I, want, I hope they do a movie on David Bowie. He's so very interesting, a very interesting person. But David Bowie talked about how in his early years, he was very sexually assaulted. And he doesn't consider himself gay. He was saying that he was most of the time high. Mm-hmm. <laughs> he was trying to explore sex in all kind of ways just because of the lifestyle he was living. But then, you know, he talks about, that allegedly, I don't know what the, you know, people, Hollywood people say stuff, and then you find out that for years they were doing, they would, and they was doing a lot of wild stuff. But then he said he met a mom, talking about, you know, he had stopped having sex completely with, you know, people, just different people for nothing. You know, he's just out there, he said he's just out there running around, you know. So that can be possible, too. A lot of times it's harder to believe that with men, women. Women, people take that, say, oh, she didn't see that with a woman, that's funny. You know, that's, uh, but with men, because of the penetrations and stuff like that, people tend to take that stuff with men a little bit more serious, in, you know, if you're a woman relational-wise, okay? Um, now, I did hear a story, and I really hate to I heard a story about a guy in Hollywood who had the same thing as Dwayne Brady, okay? 
who said that he does not see gen he does not see uh like and same thing Barack Obama talking shit. He does not see um he was having this discussion, this is what I heard, this particular celebrity was having the discussion with uh, a person on their a tour or whatever and the person he was saying that he does not fall in love by 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 gender but by the person or he sees people as people even though he considers himself straight. I was like, well, how do you consider yourself straight and you just fall in love with people, right? But this is what the person's telling and talking about how he he likes the he 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 likes the human body, whether it be man or woman. Okay, that's what I heard, and I said that motherfucker sound like he fine, <laughs> right? You know what I'm saying? So it was an interesting story. Um, I, do I think that Wayne Brady might be by by curious? Okay, you know um, there are people out here by curious. You know I don't know, um, but I'm not surprised to hear this about Barack Obama. I totally think Barack Obama straight up, there's been gay stuff running around Barack, about Barack Obama for years. Okay? I think he's bisexual. And I wouldn't be surprised if Barack Obama comes out and says he's bisexual. Man, I wouldn't be surprised about that in this day and age. But he considers himself a straight man now because he's married. You know what I'm saying? I think that's how they'll handle that. Okay? Because it's obvious that if you imagine having sex with men every damn day that you, you know, you might like the men. Or maybe you can see yourself delivered. What's the boy say I'm delivered? I'm not gay no more. Maybe Brock say he ain't gay no more. I don't know. That's very interesting, okay? Very interesting. Uh, I'm not surprised. I wasn't surprised by Wayne Brady either, okay? <laughs> and white women, why you sitting up there sometimes and y'all be thinking that all the black women you want y'all and all that stuff, you better be looking. Make sure he ain't really just liking you because he can't get away with certain things. He can get away with certain things he can't get away with culturally with us. He can just start asking questions, right? So, just saying. Uh, listen, let me talk about this before I get into uh, the, uh, the uh, map there, okay? In the, uh, the uh, whole Vegas set. Okay. Child Fallon is back out in these They didn't start talking about Fallon again. Remember uh, Fallon? Um, what's his name? What's his, what's his, what's his name? Um, Fallon used to be this uh, 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 Porsche husband. Uh, husband. He used to be Fallon's husband. Okay? But let's talk about this. Uh, it says, this is from romsdefense.com. I just saw this and thought it was interesting. It says, Fallon trolls X over groomer claims. In an interview last week, Jalen Banks, the ex-fiancé of Simon Gudeberg's ex-wife, Fallon Tina, basically confirmed Simon's suspicions that they were cheating while Jalen was Fallon's assistant. Okay? Jalen, who is 10 years younger than Fallon, also claimed he had been groomed. Fallon reacts by announcing on Instagram that the groomer t-shirts would be available soon. She got on the groomer t-shirt. Uh, and this is Jalen, who readjusted what he said, he says after, uh, this is from RonkerSmith.com, he says after the interview session vial, Jalen made post explaining he misused the word. Okay. I would like to uh, address a recent 
statement I made during my interview on Relationships Matters podcast where I used the term dreaming incorrectly by discussing my past relationship with foul and tinder. My choice of words was a mistake, and I want to set the record straight. In the interview, I intended to describe foul and tinder's behavior as manipulative, not as dreaming. I recognize that the gravity and sensitivity is surrounding the term dreaming, and I want to make it clear that that's not what I meant. My intention was to highlight the manipulative aspects of our relationship which had caused distress. Since the interview, I've noticed that filing has attempted to turn the situation into a joke to further her game. This behavior raises concern about her character and her apparent insensitivity towards the seriousness of the matter at hand. It's unfortunate that she has chosen this path rather than addressing the real issues that were discussed during the interview. I want to emphasize that while I apologize for the incorrect term I used, I do not apologize for calling out her manipulative actions during our relationship. It's crucial to recognize and acknowledge such behavior, especially when it affects individuals on a personal level. Moving forward, I hope this clarification helps discourage the misunderstanding. My intention was to shed light on the challenges I faced during that time, not to create controversy or accusing one of grooming, okay? Uh, child, okay, okay, so he confirmed that Fallon was out in the street cheating with the help. And remember, I gave a big speech on Fallon cheating with the help. I said, Fallon, you do not cheat with the help. And then she just got a bum for a minute. And if you cheat with the help, right, you don't leave, the, you don't leave uh, your husband for the help. <laughs> Because the rumors were that not only was Fallon cheating, the rumors were Simon was too, okay? That was the rumors, okay? But let, let's, let's listen to uh, what Jalen had to say on Relationship Matter Live, a little bit of the audio, okay? So let's check this out. So I would like to offer our platform for you to be able to express some of those things that you didn't get to say. Some to the fans that they need to tell me what's the saying? You lose them, how you get them. Oh wow! And that's exactly what happened. I lost her. That's how I got it. And here we are today. One of the premises of this show is relationship. Okay. Now he says he lost her. How he got it? No, bro. That's not what happened. Okay, you probably just Fallon just probably. This is my suspicion about Fallon. Okay, I'm not saying this is what because rumors were that Simon was cheating on her with multiple people, and then she started cheating or whatever and stuff like that. My personal opinion. This is just a lot of one-on-one personal opinion about Fallon. Okay. That she made when she started messing around, when I called for help, when she started messing around with the help. Okay, because remember uh, the rumors were that they had bought him over and helped him financially, Simon and her, or something like that. And he was her sister. Girl, first of all, you have to be in a very, as a woman, I just feel like she was probably in a very down place. Like Jada. When Jada was messing with August Alcina, okay? I think that instead of addressing mental issues, <laughs> no, no, shit, that's real, that's real, okay? Okay, instead of addressing, like, shit, you know, I'm not happy and where I'm at and just, you know, 
My man's out here running around on me and shit. Then you start fucking around with the cool boys. You know what I'm saying? Or you start fucking around with a, a, a R&B artist ain't got as much, you ain't got some checks like we are. 20 years your senior, hanging out with some little kids and shit like that. Because you in a different type of mental state. You in a hurt state and you do some dumb shit. That's what Fallon did. And I think Fallon recognized, woke up and said, shit, this was dumb. Yes, it was. It was dumb to get pregnant by, I said this, it was dumb to get pregnant by this dude who was, allegedly she had had a baby by this dude. All kind of stuff. It was dumb. Because Portia's over there living her best life, Fallon. Okay? Who you should have gave a baby. If you was going to give people, anybody get babies, you should have gave Simon one. Because Simon could afford them. It's all about money. Yes. Not all about money, but it's somewhat, okay? Not all about I'm just saying you just don't leave for the help. Okay. If you got dental and, and health and, and, and life insurance and, and everything going on, you only and your it, Listen, you don't give up something for nothing. I'm not saying money is the most important thing. I'm saying we have a game plan. If your man's out here running around these streets and he got a lot of money, and he's cheating himself, and if you start your game plan, don't fuck around with the help. Don't fuck up your beat. Don't fuck up your check. No, no, because women got to be smart. We got to be smart. Let me tell you why women got to be smart. Women, this is what I was talking about today. Sidebar, I got to get a chance to, you know, I get off from, I got to keep my time. Okay, listen. Women often, and I was talking about this with Derek Jackson and his wife, okay? Women often do not like to take responsibility for some of the shit they choose. Like, I was talking about Derek Jackson's wife today on Terry Room. I was like, she knew exactly what Derek was, okay? Not only did she know what Derek was, she said how she used to be going up the steps. I mean, she used to be coming down from Derek's apartment and another female be coming up the steps when they were dating, okay? That's what she said. She said they'd be taking turns. They have time. They have shit. That's what the shit she said, okay? All right? So she knew what Derek was. And she even talked about how when she won, and she was like, I won the prize. I'm Miss Jackson. I'm Miss Jackson. I'm Miss Jackson. It ain't nothing to win no prize with no cheaters. <laughs> I mean, you know what I'm saying? Like, I, what I mean by that is a hoe in the street. Like, he's a hoe. Sometimes people have affairs and marriages and stuff like that. They're not hoes. They just something has happened. Something crazy went down. And, you know, it's a lot of – everybody ain't a hoe. But in the case of Gary Jackson – she married the hoe, and then she was happy about it, okay? Then she proceeded to work on him, help him with his job as a relationship guru, knowing full well what he was. No, I don't tend to feel too sorry for her because I feel like she needs to take responsibility for the shit she was in. Yes, did he have done her wrong? No. But she does need to take responsibility for knowing Derek never kind of made it a secret about who he was, okay? So it's the same thing, I think, sometimes with women. A lot of women, like Fallon, okay, you have to take responsibility here. You have to say, damn, you know, maybe Simon was fucking around if it was true, and I should have get got my shit together and not should have had a relationship with the help who couldn't help me once I leave this situation. You know, you got to have music. <laughs> I mean, I can see if Fallon would have left. For, uh, let me give somebody Fallon with a list of Denzel I would say shit well, Fallon that's an upgrade <laughs> let, that, 
Just that can help your ass out during transition. The poor boy cannot help. They was helping him. Okay, so I do believe him when he says she was a little bit manipulative because I think she was in a very, maybe in a, a place as a woman and she wasn't in, some things was going on in her marriage. And uh, instead of planning accordingly, she went around and started fucking with the help. You know what I'm saying? It doesn't, it's not smart to fuck with the help if you are not the, a lot of women, and what I mean by this, a lot of women find themselves in relationships and marriages a lot of us as women, we're sometimes we'll find ourselves disempowered, right? You have the man as a man made me a good breadwinner, or the man made you this, or the man made you that, right? And a lot of times, women, when a man is caught cheating on them, or doing something wrong, or something like that, women get very angry and upset, and, and listen, rightfully so. But a lot of that anger be about because they become the more vulnerable person. You may have three kids, and you no longer are the breadwinner, or you've been, you've been, the, and so you really mad because you're like, shit, I can't just walk up out of here. They'll be mad because you shoot ass like I'll see. they like, you don't you will put me in a, a situation where it's going to be hard for me to be your cheating ass. <laughs> Except for if you are Melanie Hope. Melanie Hope said, bitch, I believe that. So Melanie, Melanie said, oh, no more tell. <laughs> you got the game twisted. I don't care that I got these four kids, right? I'm a Scorpio, baby. I'm about to pack up out, out of this game. <laughs> and she did. She took them back. She said, Melanie, Melanie, big Melanie ain't coming back either. <laughs> Okay, so listen, I'm saying that a lot of women make dumb, start making dumb decisions because they feel disempowered, and I feel that is probably what was going on with Fallon. I feel like Fallon was feeling disempowered, and she started trying to get back probably at Simon and messing with the, with the help in a very precarious, bad position. No, we did. We did. Now, if now, Fallon, I'm going to say this. Now, the time was over there running around, and Denzel was over here. Now, I've been like, oh, she's. <laughs> I'll be like, okay, that might work if Denzel ain't an asshole, right? So I'll be like, yeah, girl. I mean, I ain't promoting cheating, but I'm seeing. <laughs> you know, but I don't understand this dude. And it was so funny. It's so funny. I saw under rounds so of snitch, you know, when they do the comment section. And this girl said her only mistake was not securing the bag with Simon and giving Simon the baby instead of giving this man the baby. So she did not secure. She And Portia's over there with her man. With her money. Okay. Huh? Portia. <laughs> Portia's like, hey, that's it. Ooh, child. I ain't messing up. Something better come along. <laughs> you know what they say, women are hot part of this. <laughs> no, I don't believe women just leave because, listen, I'm not, I'm not promoting that. I'm not saying leave because somebody had a bigger check or a bigger bag or something like that. But I'm saying if you're going to do some stupid shit, no, if you're going to do some stupid shit, no, listen to me. Because I've seen this on the ID channel with women. You know, I saw one show the other week. This woman was uh, 
was cheating on her husband. Man, I mean, her husband was a good man. He had, had life insurance and, 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 and food to eat every day. You know, he was having a little trouble here and there. You know, he clearly probably wasn't, you know, he was cool. You know, but he, he clearly probably, you know, the relationship was going bad, right? You know what I'm saying? But this dummy, I mean, the brother did take care of it, okay? But then, you know, because instead of this just upgrading and saying, you know, hey, this ain't working out, this ain't what I dreamed of and shit like that, you know, I mean, you know, he's a nice guy, I love him, but yeah, this that shit ain't working, right? No, nah, this just didn't do that. This was her ex-boyfriend gets out of jail, right? And these two motherfuckers start plotting on his little insurance money, okay? Now I said I hate shows. I hate and this was my pet peeve, okay? When you and yo, you, you get so you yourself a bulky and you start plotting on somebody. Okay, I would have, I would have, to my husband said, let's plot on his ass and take his little, his, put the insurance thing on his ass. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Trying to make me put the insurance on my bread and butter, okay? That's what he was trying to do. His lazy ass. Okay, he come out of jail and going, let's kill your husband for the money. Instead of him saying, baby, I got you. You know, don't even worry. I'm about to work. I'm going to try to get it together and try to get my life together after jail. I'm trying to get it. Nah, he potting on that other man's money. Her dumb ass fell for it. I'm like, you a dumb. You, you must have you must been in a really bad place spiritually. Because I would have been pissed off. I would have been like, no, you ain't trying to plot on his money. Like, it's different when a man come over there and say, hey, I got you. Okay, don't just go on and leave. Do what you need to do. Divorce, I got you. But these motherfuckers are trying to slide on his shit. I was like, look, ain't this something? And her dumb ass went for it and in jail right now. He should be under the shit. She got the death penalty. Just dumb shit. Okay, because so just get the death penalty for being dumb. I, I probably just, I said, first of all, I'm going to give you the death penalty for being dumb. You had insurance and health care and, 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 and food to eat and, and somebody was kind of you that you give it up for the jailbird. You got to be kidding me. Okay? A real man ain't going to ask you to hurt nobody. You know, a real man ain't going to ask you to uh, take somebody else's money. A real man going to say, I got shit. You were shared a sharp pay for the divorce that chick's divorce. <laughs> Don't do that. Don't go that far. But I'm just saying, a real man going to have you in the transition shit. Fallon, obviously, she should have known. I could see the way that thing was shaking out when Fallon, Fallon, Fallon wasn't in that particular situation, but I can see how that, how it was going. Fallon was not being smart about things, okay? I knew. I said, oh, shit, she got to mess up her bag. And she did. Dropped the whole bag. Okay, maybe she didn't get somebody else, so he said he lost her. He said he done lost it the same way he, uh, uh, he got it. So, you know, maybe she came to her assistance and realized, listen here, kid, he was a great rolling the hay, and I just happened to have a baby. But now I got a, maybe a baller done showed up, because she looking good on these pictures. <laughs> she realized. She realized that she was, it was going to the pit. And the, you know anybody? You can tell he's look. Look, you can tell he, you can tell he ain't sick because he on here telling the tea. A real man would not tell the tea that he be um like you know it didn't work out between me and Fallon. I'm trying to go on in my life. You got your child to raise, and he on here talking about she's just a groomer. 
still was doing. I'm just sitting. I'm in love. She just in me. I was like, Jada, you know you was wrong. Shit. She had his little punk ass on that roof. She had him on the the wheel sister on the uh on the drug channel on the red table top. See, it was all wrong. It was all wrong. Jada was not in a well place, okay? Because she should have saw that that was going to end real bad, okay? Hey, you messing with you going to be messing around out here. Y'all girls going to be doing it. You going to be running around here. Get you somebody smart. You going to be risking it all. Risk it all. For something big. I'll <laughs> be risking it for the pool boys. Pool boys. Unless you plan on owning on the uh, pool, pool company or something. I don't know what to tell y'all, but don't be risking it all for the pool boys. Okay? Don't be risking it all for the person that your husband and bought over from Africa and y'all helping him. And he's your assistant. I just got that good. That's something y'all come out of here. What if he's got ambitions and goals and stuff? Well, let him go get his shit together, okay? So I ain't gonna shit about You tell him, this is good. I mean, what's her name? Should have said, uh, Fallon says, I'm in a good position. Child, I ain't going nowhere. I'm in a good assignment together, okay? We, right, we down, we tight. Okay, you can't present nothing bigger. Nobody going. <laughs> okay. You want me leaving my. My 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 money, <laughs> but at the same time, I do understand that. It, it, here's what I say: it, It's different if the young man, you know, if you really love him. No, I'm just I'll be I'm talking shit. But if you really love somebody, you know, it's only right if they would have, you know, and, and you and you saw that he can he can create something. Because let me tell you something, men. I'm gonna tell you this. I'm gonna be fat. Women do not like nobody. You know, sometimes there's some women who would do it, but most women don't want somebody who ain't got no ambition, no, 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 no thought, no, you know what I'm saying, going nowhere. Child, they don't. Okay, it is not sexy. It's not sexy. Lack of ambition is not sexy. Okay, and I just think Fallon done woke up out of a stupor and said, "Shit, damn that." <laughs> <laughs> and I can tell his lack of ambition because of how he's on. He on this show podcast just a gap, okay? I think it's going to be green, so I already see, because a real man wouldn't even have no time for that. He'd be like, nah, you know, it ended, it wasn't good, it's sad, I, you know, whatever, I'm moving on. He might talk about it a little bit, but he ain't going to be like, she's roomy and all that stuff. You see, I really got this repeat game, okay? She made a mistake. She made a mistake, y'all. All right, so I thought that was interesting, okay? All right, you guys. So, when we get back, I'm going to tell y'all about my Vegas trip and my... Going to see Maxwell. Got like Carlotta. It's the Maxwell tour over. Almost. <laughs> we'll talk about it when I get back. Meanwhile, we're going to start off with, we're going to play, I play for y'all. Uh, what am I going to play? Um, well, I thought I had it up. Oh, Maxwell Ascension. Okay, I'll be back in a moment, okay?
Carlotta and I am back. Can y'all hear me? Hold on. Let me get this. Make sure I got this right. Cause you know I was messing with this earlier. Okay, I got that. All right, y'all. That was Maxwell with Extension. It's the CC show. I am back, and we was talking about filing and you know the whole Simon and fumbling in the bag of Simon, letting Portia pick up that bag because honey, Portia picked up the bag. Okay. <laughs> uh, but you know, listen, ladies. So sometimes y'all misinterpret me. Y'all be saying, Carlotta, is this what you're saying? Everything is about money? No, I am not saying that. I'm saying don't be dumb. I'm saying that uh, <clears throat> that no real man would ever fight on another man's bag, would never let you, you if he, if some, if a man really cares for you and loves you, you and yo, you find yourself in some sort of issue, a man going to take care of his shit, right? You know, he ain't going to be trying to take no other body. And I'm, what I mean by Portia dropping the bag, and Jada almost dropped the bag. <laughs> Jada didn't almost drop the bag. No, that's not going to drop that bag. <laughs> Jada just had sex with the wrong dude and put it on him. And he's like, he was, he thought he was really in love. And Jada's like, no, nah, you know, this is, I'm, I'm just out in these streets playing. You see, I'm getting ready to go leave real. <laughs> What's going on around here? Right, but I'm just saying. I think because she, you don't play with. My personal opinion is, if you out here and you, and you and you find yourself in some sort of other situation or whatever, you know, just you gonna be risking it. Make sure it's a risk. Okay, it's worth a risk worth taking. I'm just not saying. I'm not saying don't. I'm not telling y'all take risks. I'm not saying that you shouldn't be doing it nothing. But I'm saying shit happens. Don't be risking. Don't be talking about you. You, you trying. I got the pool boy out here <laughs> who I'm buying lunch every day and feeding every day as well. And he's trying to holler at me. Don't be, you got you got a man. You got a, you got a, you got a real man doing Y'all wow. I'm just, I'm just, I'm just trying to say y'all young girls. Y'all people think, not young girls, even old people think crazy nowadays, okay? I can see if it's an upgrade. I just don't understand that kind of stuff. I'm not saying money is everything. I'm just saying don't be a dummy out in the street, okay? Okay. Because well, I ain't everything. Ain't, I'm still, I'm still a, 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 a Gwen Guthrie uh, student that 
you like. <laughs> okay? I'm not saying that. You know, y'all, I got jokes. Okay, y'all be tracking up. But it is important. I think that it's important to care for a person's everything also. But I also think it's important that, you know, with men, that you make sure that you have somebody who who is um, – who who wants who? I just heard a story about this this week. Somebody was telling me about this particular guy, and they were saying he's very controlling and he likes to, you know, because he got money. He likes to, uh, you know, uh, <laughs> they were saying he likes to, uh, uh, what do they say, like control the women, control the women, control the bag, and stuff like that. I was like, oh shit, you know, you get money, that's, that's wild, you know. So they were talking. We just, we just, I was listening to them talk about this. And uh, I just found that <laughs> fascinating. But when most men do have the bag, the bag, some they, you know, and they're protectors and stuff like that. They they tend to want to protect their family and protect things around them and stuff like that. So why my thing is is that when we're talking about a story like Fallon with Simon, Simon, you would I'm not saying that he was a great guy. Okay, that's not what I'm saying. I'm just saying that that at the time whatever was going on with her caused her to be in so much distress and my idea my thing with her is that she wasn't thinking and that if she dropped the bag for a young man who had came over here and needed help he didn't need her fucking him he needed her <laughs> you know you like you, you didn't you didn't need to screw him i mean if he was mad at Simon, you could went somewhere out you know to something higher but she didn't do she didn't go nothing higher if he was really trying to get out the relationship or the marriage you shouldn't have been messing around with the assistant and the pool board. That was kind of crazy to me. I mean, you know, because it's clear that the young man was not in a place where he need, where he could have a relationship. He was, he, he, in some senses, it might be a little grooming because, you know, she had the bag. She had her man's bag, okay? And so if you, if he ain't got no money and he can't help you, what was he doing? That's all I'm saying about Fallon and getting pregnant. It's just, if the story is true, it was not smart. That's all I'm saying. That's what I'm hoping y'all gathering from me, okay? I'm hoping y'all getting wisdom, okay? It's not smart to no matter what, you know what I'm saying, if a man is not prepared in his own stuff, and that's not just only financially. You can't, usually, a young like he, they say he came. The rumors was that he that they helped him. They brought him over here from, I guess Africa or something like that. And they were helping him financially and stuff like that. So to me, when you see that happening, your husband helping this person financially, your husband helping this person, and you stuff, you start fucking this young boy. He's ten years younger than you. I mean, you got the you fucked up in here. You not understanding that this is this is this is this kid don't need to be screwing nobody. He need to be getting his bag and his money and his life straight. He came over here not to fuck you. He came over here his money and life and bag straight. So in a sense, maybe it was a little bit of grooming, okay? In certain ways, I mean, they wasn't you know he wasn't young, but I'm saying in taking advantage of someone who was not. Uh, in the white state of mind. And I say that, too, about Jada. As much as I love me some Jada, y'all know I love me some Jada, okay? But little August Alcina was not in the right state of mind with them drugs and all that stuff. You know, you had no business. I'm sure she knows that now. I'm sure she, she looked back on that saying, that was dumb shit. You know what I'm saying? I said, man, 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 man. 
he wasn't in a position to be in a relationship, you know. Now, the other person I heard she was messing with, like, you know, allegedly, I ain't going to say no names, was one of the people. Now, I understood that. I was like, oh, I ain't going to say no names. But I was like, okay, now that would have been a competition. But obviously, she shouldn't have been even in the same book. She should have been letting him hang out with Willow, Willow and Jada, and Whit and Jada. Because <laughs> you could see he wasn't going to be right with what, like, you know, like a simple roll in the hat. Okay? He started thinking he was spiritually married and started all that shit, allegedly, and all that. Not, you know, that shit. And she, cause she was just thinking of it as a good young penis, right? You know what I'm saying? So, you know, in some senses, it was a little bit of grooming, kind of, in my opinion. Okay? It's my opinion. Okay? But that's no good. Not dogging her. I'm just saying it just was with anybody. That can happen to any woman, any man, when you're not thinking or when, you, when you've gone into a spiritual place where it's dark. Anybody, anybody, okay? And and you you don't use wisdom, okay? So if you, if you, you know, that I just found that interesting, the, the dynamics of fire, fouling and firing and all that stuff, okay? Okay, so let me tell y'all about my trip to Vegas, child. Okay, so I got there Thursday night. Had some of y'all already heard. No, Thursday morning, early Thursday morning. Uh, got in. I was wanting to go to breakfast. I was me and my girlfriend met at the airport. It was like eight in the morning or something like that. We went to the hotel. They was like, "We gonna have your hotel your room ready for about eleven or twelve or whatever." I was out there twenty minutes. They just ringing my phone. Hey, the uh, room is ready. I'm like, "Shit, I'm about to go to breakfast." <laughs> Right, so I went to breakfast, came back, room was ready and everything. I went to Hassel Go Go. Oh my God, I've never been to Hassel Go Go. I've been there a couple of times. The food is good, but they, they give you too much, right? So I had, I, I'd be mad because I have to eat half my food here because it's like a lot. <clears throat> but we went to breakfast there, uh, came back, uh, went, out, went to lots of places that they just running around. <laughs> we just running around doing different things and stuff like that. Uh, what was it? Was it that day that we had the spa day? No, we had the spa day. Next day, Friday. Okay, so we we went out that night. I think we went out eating, uh, drinking. It's one of my favorite places. I like this. Well, I like this little Mexican food spot and stuff like that. And drinks and stuff like that. So we hung out there. Then we went to some other places and stuff like that. We had a good time, but we wanted to get in early because we had a spa day the next day, child. Let me tell you, so let me tell you, I met, I always meet interesting Uber drivers. Uber drivers love to talk to me. I don't know what it is. <laughs> I think I'll be interviewing people, right? So I met, listen, I met, uh, what did I meet so far with the Uber? I met uh, uh, a guy who moved from Hawaii who, um, uh, he, he, uh, a guy who moved from Hawaii Asian guy living in uh living in Nevada now. I love Nevada, him and his family. I met a guy with uh another guy from Brooklyn, New York, who was mad cool. Um, we had discussions about Brooklyn and New York and what New York used to look like and all these things and, you know, great to set fun. Uh then I had this dude on the way to the spa from Bosnia, right? And so he was telling me about Bosnia love songs and how they get written. I mean, he didn't even want to let me have the car, child. I was like, okay, you know, we got to go in there and get the spot. He's like, go in there. Hold on. 
hold on, I want to give you, I want you to hear this song. I want you to hear how we how we do Bosnia love song. I'm very interested, you know, and stuff like that. But shit, I'm trying to go to my father. He's like, give me your phone. So I can put it in your phone. See, let me give you your phone. I said, okay, put it in my YouTube channel. Give me the thing. So you hear your link. It's beautiful, okay? The music is beautiful, okay? It's, I mean, and he's telling me the story of how they, how these, uh, these, uh, he's telling me the story about how in the Muslim this country that um, this man could not marry this woman. The story song was about he could not marry this woman because she was too young at the time or whatever. I was like, this is, you sound like a little Chester molester. But, <laughs> but, but, you know, but he was just saying that's just the culture, you know, whatever. And he longs for her. Song came about. Oh my God! It was, a, it was really actually a great story. Okay, so he was actually a great storyteller. I enjoyed him. I met this crazy ass white girl. <laughs> I forgot. I think she was my second favorite. She's like, she's my friend. Loved her. <laughs> she was like. You guys are going to fucking see CI tonight. Oh, God, I was fucking go. My damn stuff. I didn't have to. I mean, she was a trip. That's what the fuck I'm talking about. She's from Arkansas. <laughs> Came to Nevada because she's just like, shit, I want to see more. <laughs> I love this. She's crazy. Did she turned up some. Wait a minute. Did she turned on the car? I couldn't get mad at her, right? Because she was so crazy. <laughs> she turned up with some, some, some nigga shit song. I'm like, I'm like, oh, it was nigga nigga. She was loving that shit. She was like, <laughs> she was what? But she was fun. I mean, we didn't even, we were talking so much fun with her, she laughing at her ass, she was get up to her. Okay? She wild as hell, okay? Some Arkansas, okay? Crazy as shit. Crazy ass white girl. <laughs> And she was telling me all about her life. <laughs> wow. Okay. I always meet the best Uber drivers. That always got tell me a lot of shit. I probably had every. It's, it's, I, I ought to do. I ought to do Uber driver interviews. I should just do a show where Uber driver <laughs> people. Okay. But so when we were on, so we get out. We go to the spa. Oh my god. Spa. My my friend. She set up a whole spa day. Surprise me. Did not know. I said, oh, this is so sweet. Oh, my God. We sat in that cool This one here. I felt great. You could be alone. The trauma alone was just like, shit, I need to decompress. I've been going through some shit emotionally, right? Emotionally. <laughs> Physically. <laughs> so I was like, oh, yeah. This was wonderful. And then we go to the, I've never had stones, okay? The hot stones, I've never, I've had massages, but I've never got the hot stones. I don't know if I was scared. I don't know why I've never got the hot stones. But child, my friend was asleep within the first 30, 45 minutes of the massage. Like, oh, she's snoring over there. <laughs> Listen, when that lady got out the hot stones, child, I don't know what, I wasn't asleep. I just went somewhere in my head. I felt like, I, I don't know if I was doing I don't know. I just went somewhere. I was like, bitch, what is this? This is great. Shit, I don't even want to get the hot songs now. <laughs> and my friend was like, oh, I never had them either. I said, you missed them. I said, they were dope. Oh, my Lord. It was like an hour. Oh, my Lord. 
listen, when I came out of there, my body, because I hadn't had a massage in a long time, so I was like, oh, shit, you know what I'm saying? I was like, oh, damn. Ooh, you go to these white ladies. There's another group of white ladies who had a father too. They was out there. They was like, "You guys must relax." He was like, "Shit, we are." <laughs> I'm like, this is "Wonderful, that shit was great." <laughs> right. So we got, you know, we get in the Uber back. I mean, another interesting dude. He has a Land Rover, a Range Rover. What's it? What is it? No, what is it? I think it's Land Rover. A Land Rover, and um, he's telling me all about the car, right? And I'm like, yeah, because one of my best friends, that's what she drives one, okay? And she's always telling me, you know, about the expenses on it and stuff like that. I mean, it's beautiful, okay? She, you know, me and my little, I, I'm holding on, okay? I don't like no car payments. I don't like car payments, okay? Me and my little Kia, we holding on. Me and my little Kia. <laughs> I've had my baby for years now, okay? Because she was brand new and she's doing good. She's I'm like, no, no, no car payments. My baby just gone. She's, she's beautiful. I'm like, no, no, no. <laughs> but she got the she was telling me she got my friend my girlfriend got the Land Rover and it's beautiful but she paid like crazy amounts a month. I'm like, shit, you know what I can get for that? <clears throat> but this dude he was, he was dope and he was just telling me all about this, you know, different things. He was talking about how he uses it for luxury for uh Uber and we was having discussions about Uber and all this stuff. We it was great. We had a great discussion. But so we get back to a hotel and so we decided and trying to decide if we wanted to see T I, right? Because I was going to call my beautician up. So my beautician's in town, too. Shout out to Cece, to China. So I'm like, yeah, you know, I need to go if you're going to go. But then I find out Andrea's is just going to be standing. And then the reviews sometimes from Andrea's is that people, some of these, sometimes these artists be coming out late. And I ain't buying no table. I ain't buying no $1,500 bottle table just to sit my ass down, okay? I don't, see, I got old crap. I, don't, you know, I need to have chairs or something. I need to be able to sit. You know, because you casinos, you walk a long time. I did this for Nas and Wale. I knew this was not this was not the thing to do. So we decided, he's like, shit, we ain't going to see no guy. So what we, we decided we was going to do, we was going to go to Maxwell, that get Friday night. And then I said, let's go see Maxwell. And my girlfriend said, you, really, you want to go see Maxwell Friday night? Right. I said, yes. He said, okay, for you, you're here to see, you know, bae, you're bae. So we'll go and we'll go see him. And then afterwards, he was planning on going to the burlesque, uh, the burl, uh, the women's, black women's magic burlesque show. But we ended up doing something else. But we ended up going to Fremont, which was fun in and of itself. We were, we were supposed to go down to the zip line, but the zip line thing closed up. Whole nother story, okay? But I'll tell you all about my experience there, right? So um, so we go to Maxwell. We, got, we get dressed real quick, so we can go to Maxwell. We go do dinner. And I already have this really good fish and chips meal. Oh, my God, it was so good. This fish was so excellent. Oh, my God, I was eating a lot of fish. But it was great, okay? So um, we go to Maxwell. And Maxwell, the crowd Friday night was so damn awesome. Can I just say how great that crowd was Friday night? Friday, Friday night, the crowd to me was a star. I love the crowd, okay? Uh, Maxwell came out. Maxwell is so, Maxwell is a beautiful man, okay? Let me just say, I said, 
I love looking at Maxwell. Maxwell is like, yes, okay. And especially, I love the beard. I'm, I'm, I just, I like the beard. Okay, I like him without the beard too. He's cute without the beard too. But just someone like a beard, Maxwell. I'm into it, right? I like it. So he uh, comes out, you know, he's doing the same shit. It's the same show. Obviously, I was already expecting for it to be the same fucking show. Like, he's added a little bit of little, little things here and just a little bit of different things that I like so much. Like, giving Latina more uh, vocal. I like that she sings, Do You Still Love Me? Is that Do You Still Love Me? Is that the, I think that's what she was singing, like, part of Do You Still Love Me? Is that Melissa Morgan? Who is that to sing that song, Do You Still Love Me? I can't remember. But she sang a little bit of part of that. Uh, songs in his fist full of tears. Thank God somebody they added something in. I don't like this little shit. <laughs> I don't. I'm crazy. Uh, I think it was Melissa Morgan that does that. I think so. But we were up in the balcony. We had a great time. We could see really well because, um, listen, let me just say this. Uh, me and you could see really well all over, okay? So we, um, I mean, I had my little blue flowers on. I mean, it was just Fun. Maxwell Hot shouted out this girl in green. I mean, I mean, she, he put her up on this. She's happy child. You know, all kind of stuff. I mean, the audience was really lively that night, okay? And it was really fun. We enjoyed it. We really had a great time. Uh, the only thing is Maxwell did have on a white suit, an oversized white suit, the do-rag on his head. Maxwell, if you need a braider, call me. I know beauticians, okay? They can help you. Are you not braiding your hair? What are you doing? You can come out there. You know, you got six. You got six beautiful hair. You can wear a ponytail. You can do a lot of things, okay? Why are you wearing that do-rag around your head? What is going on? And then you had on these big old shoes. Now, somebody wrote me on YouTube, and they were telling me, like, you know, Pat, shout out to Pat, writing me, telling me, you know, he probably has those shoes on, you know, being older and stuff like that. Yeah, okay, but, Matt, I need you to those, I was like, are those Doc Martens? I was distracted. <laughs> Who is your stylist? I'm getting upset here. Oh, my God, I'm getting real upset. You know, you are small. You do not need, <laughs> you know, even if you're gated a little way, you're not gated way. You know what I'm saying? You are a small guy. You do, you can wear fitted suits, okay? You uh, you know, and it's just sexy as you are to see when he goes. Like when he had on that suit, like uh, like uh, from years ago, a few years ago, I was I went to see him at uh, the Cosmopolitan. Oh, yeah. I mean, I, I like when he has the fierce suit on. And he had this, this suit was really big. I don't know why he's wearing big suits. I don't know what this means. I don't know if he's done, if he's doing some sort of what is it? Are you guys doing some of the Illuminati challenge or something going on right now? And so <laughs> in the music biz, I don't know with the do rags around your head. <laughs> I don't know, but I didn't like it. Okay, but the white suit was okay. It's just I did not like the whole. I don't know. The whole thing. I don't know. I don't know. Okay. So that night we went to Fremont, okay, afterwards, because we end up, the, the girl, Mad, that girl, Madison, uh, ended up selling out. So we go down to Fremont, which is the downtown area, you know, in Vegas and stuff like that, casinos and stuff like that. We, we had fun. We had a great time playing, you know, played a little. Uh, went out, it was a Michael Jackson, a broke down Michael Jackson dance on the street that everybody was around. It was funny. We was going to zip line, but the zip line, 
uh, closed down. They were sold out or something for my we couldn't do it. So we, I got to visit my first dispensary. Oh, and I'm like, ooh, like, dude, what's up the door? It's like, can I see your ID, man? I'm like, are you serious? Right? So, like, so then we go, and then I couldn't find my ID. I was like, okay, you can trust me. He's like, yeah, go ahead in here. So we went, listen, I was so amazed. Like, I didn't know they had that much weed. Like, they got weed for, I don't believe the weed for losing weight. So I'm like, really, weed for losing weight? I thought weed was weed, right? And my girlfriend, you know, she, she likes the weed, right? You know, I'm not a person that, you know, I've never had a drink in my life. No, I'm just serious. I haven't. I think that when I was little, I remember them dropping a little bud. I was like about 10 or something on the thing, and I, I tried to go uh, uh, light it up and really <laughs> I remember somebody getting bored, get it or something. It's so crazy, okay? But I have never, I'm, I'm serious. I'm telling you, I'm serious. Really, serious. And my girlfriend was like, oh, well, maybe you need a drink. I'm like, no, I don't need nothing. Hey, you ain't gonna have me fucked up in the street, okay? You know what I'm saying? I'm, I, I just know me. I, I, I'm happy. I'm naturally happy. High. I got a natural high. <laughs> but and I've had girl, I've had plenty of friends that have been trying to get me to try to gum me forever, like you know and stuff like that. And y'all know my my vision is to have like this idea. I have this idea that I want to start a sex store, and somebody gave me an awesome idea for a sex store about weed and stuff. But I have to talk to y'all about that another time. But. <clears throat> I want a sex store. That's my that's one of my big dreams. Uh, but so so on years ago, they used to come on BT for just a little bit, a little while. They used to talk to artists, singers, and different stuff. This girl used to come on and she talked about sex and relationships and stuff with things like she had to be. I like to do that. I have a discussion like sex, like you know, like how do you, you know what do you think? How do you get into sexual relationships? How do you perceive them? So like you know what I'm saying? I, I want to talk about something interesting. <laughs> What's your favorite vision? What's your this? That? Yes, I would have a show like that. I would totally do it. <clears throat> yeah, so I like that idea. I like sex talk. <laughs> right? Okay. I'm a Fabio. Okay, good. Right? So, um, and so, yeah, so, but yeah, they have all kinds of weed for everything. Oh, my God. So the girl's like, okay, you guys need it because my friend's boss weed. She's like, do you need a lighter? I said, yes, I need a lighter. And she said, oh, that's for you. You're going to buy some here? I said, no, for a souvenir because it's my first time in the city. She laughed so hard. <laughs> oh, my God. She's laughing so hard. She went to another person. She said, oh, my God. She bought a lighter because the person was laughing. I was like, seriously, I don't want any weed. I just want the lighter. I don't need to be. <laughs> Trust me, I get high on my own. I am a high. <clears throat> you know, but my friend was like, girl, Chad, you need to grab me up some this and you need to come there. You know, I'm like, Chad, you know, that's a wild child right there. So she's like, you I said, you know, I said, well, I said, she said, girl, I need to upgrade. So we, I was like, wow. I just, I, I just never been interested. I am, I know I'm a square. I just never, you know, and plus I know I, I knew very early on in my life that I have a, I'm prone to addictive personality. So I was like, no, you know, I, <laughs> I have a drink, but we know I'm just not interested. This is not, I'm just not. I mean, I'm not saying that one day I would not try a gummy bear. I might try a gummy bear. But one of my friends told me a story about a gummy bear. A couple I know told me a story. They was like, they took too many, the wrong dose, 
sister. They just it was out for a fucking day. <laughs> right? I was like, what? He's like, yeah, you got to watch it. You got to watch them. Right? So I was like, wow, that's crazy. So there's some things, like, in my life that I may put on my list to do. Okay? One, a weed gummy bear. I might do that one time. Next thing I want to do one day is go to, no, and please don't get this wrong, okay? Okay. Okay, besides my sex store, I would like to go to, oh, my God, this kind of, people are going to freak out. People are going to start saying stuff. Listen, just to observe, because I am nosy, and I want to say I went to this place. I'd like to go to one of those sex club parties or something like that. I don't want to participate, okay? I just want to, that's nasty to me. I don't like people swapping and all that, right? I mean, I just don't want to do this. It's just crazy. But I would like to be go be nosy. Let's <laughs> say, like, I went to one of them Pandora's Park parties because I like that. Child, <laughs> because I be watching, I be going around like, what was the father one over here? So I'm telling listen here. I go. That's what I like to, my friend's like, oh, my God, I cannot believe you listen to horrible decisions. He's like, yes, I do. I love that show. And he's like, you watch Sex Life? I was like, I do. You live asleep. And it's like, well, when I catch it, I will watch it. But I love that kind of stuff, right? I'm, I love, I am very interested in sexuality. I probably should have been a sex therapist. I would have made a good one. <laughs> but instead, I want to present the world to the I want to give the world one of the things I want to do, just one of the things, is give the world an ultimate sex store. I have a vision of the sex store. Anyway, anyway. But when I was in Vegas, I was getting ideas, okay? But, yeah, so it was interesting. I love going to the dispensary. I love, I, you know, I'll go in and observe shit. I, I'm doing that, you know, so, and I'll do the same thing with the uh, sex thing. So, but the gummy beer, I may try one day, okay? I don't know. I just say I may, may, okay? Uh, so we went to Maxwell Saturday night. Oh my God, I look so cute. I made sure I listened to Boo. Let me first of all, let me tell you how I started off. Okay, we went to the mall that day, okay? And we like to shop, but we, we understood the time, so we left early. Had to, uh, we went and we had some things. Had, uh, we had a couple of things we, we were trying to get together and stuff like that. Then we, my girlfriend came in from San Diego with her man for Maxwell and to see me, right? I'm so happy. It's my one of my best girlfriends from high school. And uh, they went to, we had um, reservations for International Smoke, which is Aisha Curry's restaurant in um, MGM. Um, in, in I did not know MGM was having a concert. It took us almost 45 minutes to get to MGM. Okay, it was crazy. It was madness. So I'm thinking, we're going to be late for Bay because I got to go in here with 45 minutes late for our reservation, you know, but my friend and her boyfriend was in there holding it down, and uh, we were able to eat. I calmed down. My salmon was the best salmon. I think it was the best salmon I ever had. It was so good. We had, we just tired laughing and talking. Then we decided, okay, we better go so we can get to the concert. So I'm texting Hannah, Hannah, who is, you know, one of my Maxwell girlfriends here in social media land, but she's also become one of my girlfriends in, like, real life. We like to talk and stuff. And so I'm texting her going, Hannah, is Maxwell on yet? And she couldn't text me back because her Wi-Fi was after up, right? So I'm like, what? what's going on? You know, whatever. So I'm like, oh, God, I hope he's not on. Cause it's like 8.05 like when we're getting to 
uh, getting to the win, right? So I'm jumping out and child, I got on these heels, right? So I'm going these wedges. Well, I got some cute little pearl wedges because I have them. So I had the little white dress on. I'm trying to run through the run through uh, uh, the wind to get, you know, to get. Uh, first of all, let me say this, sidebar. I forgot to talk about this. First night, I bought Maxwell back, bought a Maxwell T-shirt for the wind. And I bought a, a, one of those bags. What's the Maxwell bags? One of those cheap bags that Maxwell, you put me out there for $25. What's them little cheap bags? It'll say Maxwell Night Tour. First of all, you shouldn't be selling those Night Tour merchandise. And it's the trilogy, too. <laughs> I'm getting to that. <laughs> I forgot. I told you I was going to vote. You. And I am. I ain't finished. Okay? So uh, so I'm up there getting the getting my stuff pants. Too much money for it. So I think this lady said, "Damn, this T-shirt is fifty dollars." I went to see Diana Ross, and she was only charging thirty-five. Oh yeah, he's gonna charge fifty dollars for that cheap-ass T-shirt. I said, "I know, girl." And give me, I'm paying five for it. I'm buying the T-shirt for fifty dollars with him on the front of it in three. Next one, please. Y'all money grabbing. Y'all, y'all money grabbing out this mug, okay? And then you put in, then you have been putting in little bitty cards. I'm really talking. What's that the, for about the boat? Y'all still cruise. Mr. Maxwell is not talking about. Maxwell, are you going on a cruise? Is the cruise? Are you excited about the cruise? Because I can't tell. Because I'm, if I'm trying to go on this cruise, you got to make me excited to go. I'm not seeing the look. I mean, what is going on here? They putting little cruise stuff in my bag. Listen, let me let me explain. Sideboard Maxwell, okay? First of all, besides the high-ass t-shirts and stuff. You know what you should do? Just, just, just not even. You need to have a contest with these tours. Like everywhere you go, you should set up some sort of little thing or get you with your people or something and set up that way you get the word out about that cruise. But sign up for a contest, a free night or something at the cruise. It's high out here. Give your fans a free. Can I get a free night? One of them win, get a chance to win one of them cruises and shit. I mean, win a win uh, I mean, win, uh, win a room and shit. I mean, really? Now, don't believe you put them in no, dun- no dungeons. I mean, the underwater <laughs> room. Put them in a nice room. Give them a chance to win a nice room with a guest, okay? They can bring a guest or so. Do a contest or something to get the word out about the cruise, even though you're not talking about it. Maybe it's selling that well, okay? I don't know. Okay? I'm considering going. I'm not sure. Don't, you don't sound like you don't even look like you say that. You look like Beyonce on the Renaissance. Because we're as I can eat cruises sometimes. But yeah, so they was putting, you know, little stuff in there about the cruise and stuff. Yeah, high ass t-shirts. The lady told me the other night, she's like, that's some high ass t-shirts, right? <laughs> so, and I always, I have my little Maxwell bag that I want, that got the VIP thing, where we will, you go to, you get the VIP, and I always take my shoes, extra shoes in the, in my Maxwell bag. So, like, I'm glad I got a new Maxwell bag. So, that black night tour bag, I'll use for my shoes next time. So, uh, anyway, going back to Saturday night. So, we, uh, so the people, some people saying your stuff was too high. <clears throat> now, going back to, going to Saturday night, we get in, we sit down. First of all, Maxwell, I love the music you play beforehand. You feel like it has some sort of meaning or something. Every song had a theme. Maxwell, you have a theme with those songs? Is there a theme with something going on? It felt like it was a theme. I noticed that uh, Friday night. Like, you always play music beforehand, and it feels like, I know you like, like, you used to put stuff on SoundCloud and stuff during the pandemic, 
And I'm wondering if you're putting together that music that they play ahead of time because it seems like it's themed. It seems like it all has some sort of subject. <laughs> and I feel like that's a Gemini, a Geminian mindset to put a subject. And then all of a sudden it goes into, uh, what's that, Diddy Ram? <laughs> I don't have messages in those songs. Oh. <laughs> it feels like it's messages. It feels like it's a, like he, he has a purpose for it. Alright? But anyway, which I know he has a lot of the old school black artists and stuff like that. Alright, so then we get out there and hey, listen here, I have to dress up my dresses look nice my boots are up high. <laughs> I was like, oh my God. So I like to show, I like to have nice cleavage going on, okay? I do, I do, I do. It was nice. That night was right. <laughs> so, you know, so like, so we go in and we're up close just tonight. You, you like, you can't see it. We in this space. But I ain't getting up. Cause my feet again is hurt, okay? I'm not getting up. I'm not standing all doing stuff, okay? I'm not getting up. I'm tired. I've been walking through casinos. I ran to make sure I got in my seat in time. Feet is hurt. I'm sorry, Maxwell. I didn't get up. I'm tired. I know this is my second or third time not getting up at a concert with you. I'm sorry. I just be tired. I do these casinos and stuff. These casinos, you have me walk a long way. I just, I was just not prepared when I got on heels or wedges. <laughs> but I made sure I looked real cute, though. Right, so it was great. I loved it. The audience was more sophisticated that night, but they were still lively, okay? I really liked it. I love Maxwell talking. Maxwell kept saying that he was not convinced. Maxwell, what is it that you're not convinced of? I couldn't see it. <laughs> we were trying to figure it out. We said, like, what's you not convinced of? You not? Kept having it. I'm not convinced. I'm not convinced you saying that, you know. Like really, what are you not convinced of? What is it that? What are you trying to say to us? Surely you're not saying you're not convinced that all these girls out here are not digging you like. I mean, Maxwell, they would like you if you were broke and you was on the street singing in the uh, (laughs) singing in the subway. Now they wouldn't. I mean, maybe not as much, but they would like you your look because you're gonna you you still be girl. <laughs> I don't know if you're not convinced. Of. Even I saw his little high school pic. He was cute in high school. I don't know. You know, but in high school, I like weird people. Okay, I always like weird people. I do it. I'm sure. So he might have been weird. I might have liked a week. Like, he's weird. I probably have liked him. He's this. I just always tell me that. My seventh house is in Aquarius. I told y'all that. Right? So, so yeah. So he, so he kept talking about little stuff like that, singing stuff like he was. He's not convinced. He's convinced, and then he would stop and he talked a little bit to up out stuff. I can't remember some of the conversations. He talked about uh, working at the pizza place and and how he, you know, he's always been so I'm so I can't believe this. He's so humble and so this and that. I'm like, nah, big bro. Where is Mike? Well, I can't believe. You know what? I can't believe. <laughs> you're so smiling, cute self. You know what? I can't believe. I can't believe that you done repackaged your show and named it the trilogy. And you sell it and shit, and this ain't nothing but the night tour. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you don't bullshit. Hey, I recognize it. I don't care how cute you look with your little Doc Martens on and your do rags coming out here with Doc Martens and do rags. First of all, you wrong for that. Okay. Dress up. 
and you look at the other one, you who is the foul? I'm pissed. I don't, I'm pissed at the foul, okay? Silas, I'm pissed. Okay? This is ridiculous. Give him some different shoes. He needs some different suits. And he needs to get the do-rag off his damn head, okay? Even though he's still beautiful. <laughs> he's still He's still got the, like, the most cute stuff. He took off his little glasses. I'm like, oh, can you see? Why are you taking off your glasses? Can you see? Are you seeing? Are you just seeing blurs right now? <laughs> it's funny to watch this. Because what you know is he got it. He seems like he has anxiety. <laughs> it's like he's doing some wild shit. Like taking off his glasses. He's like, you need to see right now. Why you take off your glasses? You should see. Then he starts talking about he's like a big. Then he starts That's what is a funny part of the show. I mean, you know, I think he's a different version. Here's what I think. The Night Maxwell and the Trilogy Maxwell are, you know, and he did get a, he, he thinks, are, are a little different from the old Maxwell that was doing the 2009, that's the 2009 Pretty Wings Maxwell and the one with the short hair and the tight suits. He was like, he was a playboy. Like, you know, that's the playboy twin. That's the one that's the hoe. <laughs> My personal opinion, you know, the twin, the twin that come out and he, the one who was saying, you know, when he did get his dress and he was talking about, you know, he'd be seeing all that sexual innuendo stuff that he had in his show. But I was like, whoa, he's real but 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 Night Maxwell and Trilogy Maxwell is like <laughs> is goose kinda smart he's really good looking but he's like, you know, he's kinda goofy and he's like, I'm gonna tear that ass up tonight. He's like, Right, sure you are And then <laughs> and then you're there and then you I'm gonna be in Vegas tonight, he's like, Yeah, right <laughs> He's giving he's selling different personalities. I'm like Where's that dude that was, uh, where's that other personality? The, the, uh, but I saw a snippet of the Brooklyn dude. I just think, I would say it's more the Brooklyn dude was more, you know, like the pretty, but like the pretty wing girl. Son, that pretty wing kid. Like 2017, young, like that, you know, stuff like that. He's real, like, kind of thing. Short hair, he's more, uh, I don't know, more sexual energy. But this guy is more like he gives off a little sexual energy, then he laughs at you because he's like, it's really goofy. Because he's like, oh, <laughs> yeah, I just said I'm going to turn that ass like, right? <laughs> like, I'm just kidding. <laughs> I mean, you know, he's just, he's more goofy, okay? So it's like, you know, and he's, he's good looking, but he's goofy. And then you have, um, what else you got about him? You have, uh, this is the same little things I'm noticing. Uh, he has a, a more of a, a I, I don't know. I don't know. He like to play. It's like it's like a weird playing on energy. It's weird. It's like a weird energy. But I did see a snippet. He looked at him, and he, I saw a little bit of the Brooklyn dude, like that book, like that, like like that kind of that that the, the dude from 2009. I said, Oh, there he is. Then he went away. <laughs> You know, so Gemini's got several personalities, right? I was like, wow, okay. I don't think, you know, it's so funny. I, I mean, I, I, I just find him hilarious, okay? I'll say, I mean, he's really good. First of all, the voice, his voice, his vocals that night was perfect. I thought he sounded really good, better than even he did on Friday night. Sound really good. Um, <clears throat> I just didn't like the outfit. Um, 
sometimes you don't know what you're talking about and you're saying you're not convinced. Like, who are you trying to convince that you're not convinced us or, you know, what? We don't believe you. <laughs> we know you got bitches. They, like, they, they outside waiting. They like, they like, man, they probably, he probably got them on the phone. Yeah, who's the same up here tonight? And he said one. He said on one. He said on one. He's like, yeah, I've been in my room all day, all weekend. You know, I just stayed in my room for you. I was like, yeah, probably a bunch of chicks. <laughs> That's the other side of dominion. Like they you can't kind of sound all innocent, but what you don't know is they may have stayed in their room all day, but it may have been two or two chicks in there. <laughs> oh, I love juvenile. Like, so it, it it was funny that he was trying to convince us that. I don't know what he was trying to convince or argue with us. He just this thing he does when he just whenever, whatever at the end. So this is the first time I really realized that he was talking about let me, I can mop and clean the floors and all this stuff. He, he looks, I pay attention to everything. So he sees that part, you know, I, I want to come knocking at the door. You know, I can mop and clean the floors and all this stuff. Everybody's like, oh, let's see. And he's like, he said, no, now, wait a minute. I'm not talking about, uh, he said, I'm talking about, he said, I'm not talking about literally, like, cleaning your floors. I'm like, oh, oh, like, he's being a little sexy, like, nasty. I'm like, oh, God, okay, is that what that's about? <laughs> I was like, I thought, this whole time I thought he was saying he wanted to come clean somebody's floors, but he's talking about and giving him to clean it what? And then he says, that's cold. I'm like, oh, okay, that's cold. Oh, okay. <laughs> but this is the thing the trilogy Maxwell does. Okay, now, all the Pretty Wings Maxwell would have just said straight up, you know, what he's going to do. <laughs> right so I'm starting to know there's a difference. There's a twins. I'm starting to know which twin is which. Hilarious. Well, I see you. First of all, let me just say this, okay? I'm gonna, this is the, this is for me the last few minutes of the show. Okay. Now you got the Hollywood Bowl show coming up. No night, nowhere in sight. Then you going to on that damn cruise. And why is Kansas City is not on the list? Why is Kansas, why is Kansas City not on the list? For the last couple of years, for a show, right? You got St. Louis, but you not have my hometown. What is it? Is can you get Kansas City on this? Can somebody come to Kansas City? You come to Kansas City. I'm there for something. Yeah, I know you coming up. To, to, to. What's it? He's coming to. Uh, this is one of my favorite places for music actors. Yeah, Carlotta, you know, Yes, I'm only going to see him because Hannah Thomas here. <laughs> my friend will be here, so I'm going to see him. Because she'll be here. Other than that, but yeah, I would I would go to a show in Kansas City, okay? Can you please put a show up in Kansas City? Can you get a show? Right? And let me just say this, okay? You be packaging these trilogies, these names, your tours, all type of different things, because you run around on some Frankie Beverly shit, okay? We, I see you, okay? You trying to be Frankie. You trying to just keep singing them same old songs. Uh, pre wings, lake body ocean, fortune and nah, all that. You keep doing that shit. You keep doing it. You, you ain't even switching up the songs, like throwing cocoa, whatever, pure in there. And when pops come out, you ain't doing none of that. You just, you just adding little pieces and stuff and still not giving the time. No, only such a devil can run around here 40 years off of one album. I'm not allowing you to do something. <laughs> Quit trying to mess me up. 
try to mess us up in this seat. And then you're going to sell us a tune where you're going to perform twice and you're probably going to be performing the same shit on the television tour. I'm getting upset. And you haven't announced who, is on, who else is on that boat, okay? Who put this boat cruise together? I mean, this cruise together. Who put, I know I be tired of the boat cruise. I be double. I know what I be doing. But listen, who put this cruise together? Who put it? Really? Who's the other people, man? Start announcing. What's the deal here? Is the cruise going to happen next year? Don't be having a of time. Is the cruise going to happen? Uh-huh. And get a contest out here so people can win, try to win something. something. You can let people know about this cruise. You don't seem to be talking about it. What is going on except for these little advertisements you see on Instagram? What is going on with you? This is the bad part, okay? What is going on? Okay, you want us to go to these cruises. It's not released tonight. I'm angry that you're not released tonight. I'm getting upset. I'm not the sugar mama. I'm not going to keep buying these tickets to these concerts. My protest will begin soon. Like a real protest. <laughs> there is night. I keep saying there is night. I think night is done. I'm going to tell you the truth. I really think night is done. I think this is ass is scared to release. I think it's done. Okay. And if night is shitty, I will say so. You know, okay? I will say so. I wouldn't, I wouldn't lie to you. If night is shitty, I'd be like, that's it. It's whack. But if it's great, I'll just say it. And that's probably what he's scared of. He's scared of people saying it might be shitty. But usually most Maxwell, has Maxwell made too many shitty albums? Not really. I mean, I would question the last one a little bit. Just for just snip. But it had enough hits on it, enough good songs on it, that he could get away with some of the other shit. <laughs> I don't know. I like Nate Radio. And what's that song? Universal I never makes his mistake. He had about five or six good songs on there that he it, it ended up being a classic, okay? But he must be really scared of Mike. What are you scared of? Release it. You never have an album that people hate. I don't know what you're doing. I mean, what you Release it to the And quit selling this bullshit. <laughs> So that's the same tour. We you yeah, like Beyonce now. You repackaging shit. Like Beyonce. The gift is now black as king. Maxwell the tr- night is now the trilogy. <laughs> I see you. Cut it out. And get the do rag off your head. You get out here with do rags and and, and Doc Martin's on. We have to do the show. I said what I said. <laughs> and then I got home after the show. The show was really great, though. It was really good. I got home. I packed, and I left that morning, early morning. I got back home that morning about 10 o'clock, you know, back to Texas. And listen, had a great time. I love seeing Maxwell. You know, Maxwell's my favorite. Y'all know I really, really love me to Maxwell, okay? But I will tell the truth on his ass. He needs to stop wearing them do-rags and with them big-ass suits. And Doc Martin, he needs to reunite, okay? And then he needs to tell us, quit telling us he's not convinced. And we know damn well <laughs> he needs to be. What's that girl about that article years ago? But she said he was working at the Pancake House. What's that girl? What's that girl? What's that girl? She was handsome when she said he, he, he was working at the Pancake House. He was good looking. 
I forget what place he said he was working at. It was a whole bunch of good looking people in there. <laughs> he said, because he knew he was one. <laughs> I believe that. I know he know he's good. He knows good looking. Child free. That's just what I'm about. He said, I'm not convinced. I'm not convinced. Now, who you trying to fool? You got to try to fool us. Okay, we know you're convinced. Okay. You're convinced. Mm-hmm. You might be a little insecure, but you're convinced. You're not. You know, you got some sort of power. Mm-hmm. It is what it is. You know, we we dummies is out here buying tickets over and over again, okay? So I'm going to have to light some uh, candles and salt baths. My mama might be right. He might be a warlock out here got us buying these tickets and shit. For <laughs> the same damn tour. <laughs> shit, I'm going to start to, I might have to do Ricky. What's a Ricky and, and some salt, water and some lighter, lighter, uh, what's the thing? What's the lighter, uh, what's the, uh, and light some 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 stuff around here and, and clear clear the air. Yeah. He might have he might he might be stuck. He probably lighting candles and bring them to the tour, bring their money. <laughs> I don't know what the hell's going on. Okay, we just left up out these seats. I'm seeing Hana at the tour. I'm seeing people all over. You know, like damn, where we all coming? <laughs> crazy, man, crazy. And, I, and then uh, uh, another person wrote me night talking about they they It's wild. It's crazy what's going on around here, okay? You guys, we've come to the end of the show. Thank you guys for hanging out with me like you do every every week. I appreciate y'all so much. I'm going to try to do a show later on in the week. Um, again, you guys have a wonderful night. Enjoy the rest of your week. We're going to leave our one of my favorite songs. Y'all know my favorite song of all time. Don't disturb this is the system. It's the CC show. I'm Carlotta. I'm out. Y'all have a good one, okay? Bye. Good night. I tell y'all, that's my favorite song of all time. I love it. It's just the whole vibe of Don't Be If you're listening to the sound of my voice, you know what you're listening to? You're listening to the Archive Show. What's up, Archive listeners? 
you know, I appreciate y'all so much that y'all take y'all time and listen to this show, whatever y'all doing. I don't know where you're cleaning up, whatever, cooking, whatever. I appreciate it. Let me ask y'all. Make sure y'all shout me out to other people about my show. I love when y'all do that. Thank you so much. I had somebody do that last week. So thank you guys so much for suggesting me to some of your people. Okay, I appreciate that. Especially when all I do is be ranting about pop culture and stuff like that. I love that. Thank y'all that y'all like to listen to me, okay? Make sure you can hit me up. You know that you can hit me up on the Carlotta Chatwood Facebook page. That's where you can send me messages and look to see some of the topics that we may be talking about on the next show. Uh, you can also comment on topics. And you know what? I may read your comment on the air or something like that, okay? Uh, you can also hit me up on uh, X at C Chatwood Show. On uh, on uh, and Carlotta seventy two. Those are my two accounts on X. Also, you can hit me up on Instagram at Carly's underscore Galaxy. Okay, and I know I'm on TikTok, but y'all be forgetting my TikTok name. So I'm gonna have to tell y'all later. You know, we we be together. Okay. <laughs> All right, you guys. Have a wonderful rest of y'all week. Enjoy, enjoy. I hope y'all enjoyed the uh, review and the talk tonight. I hope y'all love it. Make sure y'all hit me up and let me know what y'all think, okay? Let's leave out of here with my face. Don't disturb this dude. See y'all. Well, no, I ain't going to end it with that. Hold on. We can't do it. We can't do it. We can't end it with the, like, the same thing twice. So, because I love that song. I have y'all listen to it um, over and over. Okay, let's leave out with It's the Conscience, Denise Williams. It's the CC Show. I'm out. I'll see y'all. Good night. Mm-hmm.